Hey there, folks. We're back once again. It's the Uticast, episode 169. On this week, for the fourth time ever, newest member, Four Timers Club, Sarah Four Star Foster, Director of Sales from Oneida County Tourism, returns. Talk about a whole bunch of stuff, all the upcoming events as the season shift. Have a nice conversation about Mac Miller. Talk about home ownership, all sorts of cool stuff. Always great to talk to our GFOP, Sarah Foster, also this week. Uh, we're going to talk about Hurricane Florence. We're going to talk about uh, getting text messages from the president. We're going to talk about Vontae Davis quitting the Buffalo Bills. We're going to talk about the Texas Education Board. Uh, teens doing things they've always been doing, Fortnite ruining, ruining marriages, and how do you pronounce John Legend's wife's name? All of this and more, folks. We are happy, as always, to have you here with us. Purposely waited until you put the caramel in your mouth to start recording. Thank you. It's fine. You like you like the caramel? Oh, creams? these are good. I still love these. These have like cow tails, where they call them, or whatever. The long ones. The cow tails. Yeah. Mm, these are good. As somebody who likes caramel, I gotta say the cow tails not really for me. The cream is unappealing, and the caramel oh, is always a little bit too hard. Good. Oh, no. My gosh. no. So I used to take when I was a kid because no, no. I was sick. I used to take the caramel off and yeah. eat the caramel yeah, first, and then save it. the cream I'm for yeah, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's a real thing I used to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been purposely filling the candy jar in the living room with, like, old people candy. The grossest candies you can find. <laughs> that's a good point. You know, it used to just be, from time to time, there'd be good and plenties in the living room, which is yep. offensive, but at least you could tell you're being trolled. But now it's all sorts of stuff. That thing, he filled it with after-dinner mints. I didn't see it. And he was I... eating them by the handful, like they were M&M's. I like after-dinner mints. They're good. They are good, <laughs> but not like that. Uh, so, here you go. So... Listeners, I, I reach out to you. Once the uh, the caramel creams are empty, what's the next old person candy that I should fill the jar with? I wish my grandma used to put those little um, red hot cinnamon candies. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh, Every time there. you think you hit the bottom, it just keeps <laughs> going. <laughs> What about uh, what about the ones that were like the strawberry ones that had the strawberry liquid on the oh, inside? So, so oh, those are all right. Like a, those no, are all right. Those are pretty right. good. That's disgusting. Those got a nice flavor. No, no, everyone would agree with me. That's gross. Not everybody would agree with you. I hope so. Plenty of people. Butterscotch go in there too. My grandma always had butterscotch. Now I'll meet you in the middle on butterscotch. <laughs> See, I'm not a butterscotch. You're out on butterscotch. I'm out on butterscotch. I like butterscotch. Okay, what about just regular hard candy? Multiple colors, wrapped in cellophane, (laughs) some nice greens, yellows, oranges, reds. I think the problem is we found the best candy to go in the candy jar. It's the Reese's Reese's Pieces. Pieces, The Reese's Pieces are the best. They are self-sustaining. They're also seasonable right right now. So they would look good in that jar. The problem with the Reese's Pieces is when they go in the jar... They've got about a two-hour half-life. Yeah, gone. Yeah. Yeah, everybody comes over with that Reese's Pieces, just fill in a pocket. And you can't just put any candy in there. Like, you can't put gummy bears in there, because they'll no, get they hot, get and they'll stick in there, and there's no good. Yeah, there's, like, a certain limit for what you can put in the candy jar. This is our opening segment this week, folks. Yeah. Welcome. Did you write this in the book? This always happens. No. You get the no. whole book full of stuff, and then do ten minutes. Well, no. you're talking Reese's right. Pieces. I had the Reese's Pieces Buttercup with the Reese's Pieces in it. What'd you think? Time. I had one, too. too sweet. It's too sweet, too right? Sweet. I didn't yeah. Either I'm getting too old or something, but yes, I couldn't finish it. Yes, we are. We're getting too old, because I 
I tried it. I was really excited about it, and it was underwhelming. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, that's too much. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs that. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to the show, folks. Episode 169 of the Uticast. Uh, joining us this week for the fourth time on the show. Uh, only one person has been on the show as a guest more than she has in the show's lifetime. Uh, four-star Sarah Foster. Yay. Director of Sales. Dear friend of the show. Yeah, United County Tourism. Always happy to see her. Who's been on the show more? Phil Farda. Phil Farda, still number one. Phil Farda, number one. He would be happy to be running a race with Sarah Foster. Yeah. I can say that pretty confidently <laughs> about Phil. She said during the interview, um, she's like, bring him on, we'll come on together. I said, nah, you don't want that. You don't well, want I heard, because... after the interview, I, I heard that it. she's watching Friends for the first time, yeah. so now I want to bring her on for a special segment with you special. and I, we'll Friends. <laughs> yeah, special post-Friends series wrap-up. Uh, we've been talking about it for a while. Late to the party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I have... Segments for each of you, and I have uh, quick updates. What do you guys think I should do first? Quick updates. Get them out of the way. Quick updates. All right. For uh, for everyone listening uh, this week, uh, coming up this Saturday? Sunday? Saturday. Sunday. Sunday, the 23rd. Sunday, the 23rd at Handshake City. Our next event, Barks and Brews. Bring your pets. Bring your pals. It's going to be a great time. Uh, MadeNewToGood.com for more details. 12 to 4 at Handshake City. Heather, you've been involved in this. How are you yeah. feeling about it? I'm excited. And yeah. if you get a chance to get the vendor bag for your doggy. Yes. Or the doggy bag, get it. Not a vendor mm. bag. But nice. it's awesome. It's full of all sorts of cool stuff. Very nice. Very nice. I will be down there petting dogs. I'm very. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Love to. I can't bring Charlie the cat down there. I feel like no. he. It's not a good spot I think for that's Charlie. A scene this weekend. No, no, <laughs> no I don't think so. Oh, you, you know that Maiden Utica's dogs. All three of them will be out there running yeah. around. All the Maiden Utica dogs. All the Maiden Utica dogs. Uh, also, this week, uh, I just want to say there's a good article in the OD uh, shouting out uh, GFOP George Hendrickson of Sculpture Space. He was on episode mm. 152. Uh, so if you want to go back and listen to the interview with him, uh, he was talking, uh, Sculpture Space is doing a really cool project right now. I won't step on the OD's article about it. It's about uh, the art they're doing made by refugees. They're doing it on there. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but George was a good interview. He's a good friend of the show. So Great guy, too. Huge uh, huge hand in helping Handshake City become yeah. what it is as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, One of the true. guys couldn't have done it without. Absolutely. Sure. He was down there with the plasma cutter. Him and his yeah. boys cutting down all the, the, the containers. It was mm-hmm. really impressive to watch, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, great guy. So check him out. Uh, also... Quick birthday shout out to GFOP Brianna Mahoney uh, of the Uptown uh, Theater for Creative Arts. Happy that was her birthday. birthday was this weekend. Indeed. And I feel bad because I sort of missed uh, missed it until the day after. Like Aaron Higgins told me it was the day after. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of like, it makes me sort of feel bad oh. that like life moves on. No, not even like, not. I felt bad that we did, I didn't say something to her earlier, right? But mm. it's tough when you get older and life like sort of picks up steam and it's hard yeah, to man. use miss stuff it's hard it really happens I would wait for people's birthdays now yeah. I'm just like I don't even think about so and so's birthday coming up and now I, t- I try to make a point to say less, like specifically when it comes to posting on somebody's wall on Facebook um I try not to say happy birthday to anybody. Yeah. Just so I'm not. No, <laughs> yes, really, really. You're just, right. <laughs> just so I'm not like, oh man, he said happy birthday to this no, person. But like, yes, I don't, I don't want to no. miss anybody, oh so I'll do nobody. Oh, I'll it. make, I'll post like maybe I'll make a post if it's my brother or my sister's birthday. I'll try to shout out to an aunt or an uncle or a cousin or a family member if I see it. But like past that, I've got a couple friends that I'll send a message to if I remember though. Hopefully, I remember, and I don't really jump on. Facebook very often, so I don't see the calendar and you just miss people. You know what's the other one too is I don't know what platform is I'm like, here's the thing, I'll put a tweet out for mm-hmm. like, hey, it's my sister's birthday, here's a funny picture of me and my sister. I'm like, none of my family's on no, Twitter. Yeah, no Who is this yet. for? <laughs> I need to do I this like on. Instagram for that. I always put yeah. a post yeah. for my brother's sister's birthday and you know they I've got no problem with that, but like yeah. I don't know. I, I can't remember the last time I posted on Facebook. 
Uh, but yeah, it's just sort of, and it made me feel bad because uh, Brianna and Devin have been good pals of ours since they showed Some up. Some of the best. And, yeah, they've been doing really great work down at the Uptown with all their, uh, their improv classes, their creative writing stuff. I'm interested uh, to learn more about their storytelling class. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can learn more about that. Yeah. <laughs> I need out there. Uh, so, yeah, uh, shout out to them. Great folks. Happy birthday, Brianna. All right, cool. That's all our announcements for the week. Uh, all right. So, Heather, I'm going to start with you. Oh. Uh, I usually go through your Twitter to look for stuff to hassle you with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll just say this you posted there, you're voting this week. So, good job voting in yeah. the primaries and stuff. Did, ever, did anyone you, I won't ask you who you voted for, but did anyone you vote for win? Yes. Good. Good, because no nobody I voted for won. <laughs> uh, so very good. I'm glad you were out there um, doing your civic duty. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. And if we're recapping Heather on a weekend, I would like to just say quickly, uh, every week I get more and more convinced that your son should be a child model. <laughs> like all those pictures of him yeah. in the fire tower, just young climbing boy out there looking like pensive and expressive for being two years old with those big old eyes. You got to get that kid in child commercials for no. like, children's outdoors. <laughs> that one with his head on, just seeing his face yeah. over his dad's yeah. shoulder. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. He's cute. Cute boy. <laughs> just read an article on NPR today. You go back to voting for just one second. It yeah. said 40% of people in this country think that voting elections, that elections in general are not fair. Thoughts? Yeah. yeah thought- <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not surprised. They're not all the way wrong. Depending where you live, there's a lot of gerrymandering, a lot of voter suppression, a lot of stuff like that that goes on. Yeah. Mm. Nah, it's disheartening, but I guess, I guess it's not surprising. I feel like even if things were fair, at least 15% of people would think it was unfair anyway. Well, just right? the reason they don't this want to is, vote, This is emerging as one of the great tasks that is incumbent upon our generation mm. to fix. You know, as each generation sort of comes of age, different things will come up and be the major major jobs or major projects of each generation that comes up, you know, with, with each passing time. And I think this is one of the things where the people now, the people have to wake up the population to civics and make it a bigger deal to be civically informed and to have an idea of what's going on and participate in the government that we all sort of uh, take for granted and reap rewards, you know, punishments, but also rewards from. Mm. Very yeah, good. Very well said. Very, no, it was good. That was well good. Said. All right. Uh, and then, Kev, the other thing I had for you, uh, I just want to bring it up. We're getting toward the end of baseball season. We are Yankee fans. We don't talk much about the Yankees or sports on here. Mm. <laughs> I'm just going to put it this way. If you're not a Yankee fan, just Give us two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you concerned at all? You look, <laughs> you look concerned about the way things look? I don't know if I've said this on the show. I don't know if I've mentioned it to you. Um, I have a standing bet at John Devereaux's Tavern <laughs> yeah. that the Yankees are going to win the division. And if they don't, I have to work an entire shift in some Boston Red Sox kit. Ooh. An entire shift with somebody that I work with. And if it goes the other way, she has to wear a Yankees kit. And she claims she would be just upset, but I don't believe it. It's not good. Um, yeah, no, it's not good. And no. I took the bet knowing that I was at a great disadvantage. I will say that we play the Red Sox six more times. Um, we'll say a lot of folks are coming back. It's been tough with injuries. The most frustrating thing with the Yankees this year is they're not even having a bad year. No. If the Red Sox weren't having a historic, literally yeah. genuinely historic baseball year, the Yankees would very well be in first place. They're doing great. But it's just tough. That coupled with the injuries, um, I'm never worried. You know, as long as we as long as we get there, as long as we get there. What I would like to see is us lose the division and be like, oh yeah, Yankees, then have us trounce the Red Sox in the playoffs. That'd be great. That would give me great fervor. I would enjoy that. My concern is not that we won't play well in the playoffs because mm-hmm. once you get there, my concern is we're not gonna win the play in game. Because we're playing so poorly. And then I don't gonna... understand why you have to be a mush like that. I, that's I gotta tell you. Because <laughs> that's where my concern is. That's my concern. You're overly uh, concerned. we got people coming back from injury. As soon as Judge gets back out there, everybody, I'm, I'm ready. 
I'm ready. I'm back to optimistic Yankee fan. I don't know. I'm back. All right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, good. All right, we're back. We're back. Why don't you watch the Mets? I do I, like the Mets. I bet you do. I support the bet Mets. bet you do. Bad influences you be talking to. That's true. Troublemakers. All right. AV. Uh, all Junior right. Varsity. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's get into Heather, couple... what do you think? I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Heather, what do you good, think about thanks. the Yankees I'm playoff great. chances? I'm, I'm good. Thanks. So there were some uh, some serious, semi-political, semi-big news stories I wanted to cover this week. So let's get into it. Uh, just for anyone who's been seeing, I don't know if you've watched any of the coverage about Hurricane Florence. It has now been... Tons. Yeah, it's been uh, weakened to a tropical depression, but there's still tons and tons of flooding concerns. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know... My, my brother lived an hour from... He was in Hartsville, South Carolina. Really? He was an hour from the ocean. Yeah. What's they couldn't it? evacuate. He's good. He He's didn't good. really flood, but they couldn't. They have horses, so mm-hmm. they had to stay. That's tough. Yeah, but they're good. Like, around them is flooding, but they mm-hmm. seem to be doing well right now. Good. I interrupt your story. No, no, no. It's, it's a fair... <laughs> no, it's more important than anything I was going to say. Uh, the point is, you know... Uh, a lot of the worst that's still to come is sort of the, the rebuilding process and the flooding that's going to residual damage that comes through. So, you know, keep supporting people if you have the means, you know. Yeah, I think, I mean, for this hurricane, and this is something I've kind of been, I've always been interested in tropical weather and natural disasters and stuff like that. I, you know, call it what yeah. you will, but it's always been interesting yeah. to see and learn about. Um, if you're somebody who uses Reddit, there's a great community called Tropical Weather that's full of a lot of meteorologists and like the, you know, the top level tracking stuff that makes it really easy to follow. So this hurricane, I started it with Hurricane Matthew last year, but this hurricane, for the couple days going before it and days into it, I was tracking kind of live. Like, I'd check in every couple hours and see what the new projections were, what was happening. There's so much, like, video and information. And it's crazy to see. One of the big things that's emerged from this storm, we hope that it's changing, I think. Um, This was a Category 4 when it was at sea. So Category, you know, everybody knows it goes 1 to 5. It was a Category 4. And by the time it hit, it was a Category 1, and it was like, oh, it's downgraded, it's downgraded. But I think it's really important that, you know, people who live in these areas and people who watch storms realize that category only has to do with the wind speeds. Yeah. yeah. So your Category 1 through right. 5 ranking is only how fast the wind is going. So, yeah, the wind may have downgraded to a Category 1, but you say downgrade, and people are like, oh, it's safe, it won't be so bad. The system doesn't measure for flooding, storm surge, yeah. and rainfall, which, as we saw... In Houston last year, as we're seeing this year in North Carolina, as we saw even to some degree with Hurricane Katrina, although that was more of a systemic levee failure, this is the stuff that's really important and takes a lot of life. So if people are like, oh, I'm not going to evacuate, it's only a Category 1, if you're still projected for 10, 15 feet of storm surge, you have to go. Yeah. And so we need a better way to address what's coming in a more comprehensive way for people in mm-hmm. harm's way to understand what's happening. So... I feel like if they did a good job preparing for this, though. They emptied out hospitals. They had this one thing where they... They did not empty prisons. They didn't. No, they didn't. Oh, they, they didn't. Made, they made a big thing about they weren't emptying the prisons. Mm. <laughs> there was this cute post, though. It was an- these animals that were being... Um, I saw People that. were in line yeah, to just uh, take them for the week, just till the storm was over. I thought oh, that was incredibly that sweet. Wasn't, that wasn't the one I thought you were no. going to say. I saw one where there were rescuers who went into some sort of like... like, hum- a, like a some humane society type thing where dogs, dogs had been left. I saw that this morning. So they're in cages where like the water's like two or three yeah, feet high. Yeah, they're on the fences and And the people are letting these dogs out. And dogs, oh, and being sweet. too pure for this world, were just so happy to be let out. If you leave animals behind, man, if you leave your dogs and your pets to just drown, just you're a sick per- you're yeah. a sick, sick person. Sick. 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 Deep sickness. Uh sorry, let's move on from that then. Uh all right. Two quick <laughs> Trump notes here for the week. Uh so all right, get ready for thir- Trump had a really bad week. Yeah, this is a really week. bad <laughs> Well, these are two stories that I think are uh, I didn't you can we can touch on that in a minute. Here's the two I wanted to get out of the way. Uh this Thursday, the Federal Emergency Management Association will do their first test of a system that allows the president 
to send a message to most U.S. cell phones. It's uh, supposed no. to be for emergency yeah. services. It's like, a, like an Amber Alert. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, experts <laughs> the express... The president can text you directly. can never get rid of him. <laughs> uh, the experts expressed a little concern that the wireless emergency alerts could be used for political purposes, uh, but... I really have gotten... Wait until you get immediate push responses that are just like Amber Alerts and Weather Alerts, but it's like no collusion, Crooked Hillary. Yeah, I just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a test of the National Wireless. What is it? Anyway, Crooked <laughs> Hillary, give me a... Di- is this the Diet Coke button? That's going to be the text message. I Send. Just, uh, mm. That's what I'm... dreading that. I'm, I did not hear about that. Well, get, well, there you go, Thursday. It's uh, very Orwellian, and something you'll notice about this specifically is unlike Amber Alerts, Extreme Weather Alerts, stuff like this, you as the back end, the, the end consumer do not have the option to opt out. So if you want to if you want to choose not to get Amber Alert updates and stop getting those full-on notifications you get, you can choose that. For this, you won't be able to. The only people who can choose to opt out are the specific carriers, so like Verizon, Sprint, AT&T, whatever. Which means you pressure, I mean, pressure your companies if it means so much to you because this is pretty dystopian that, like, you know, you can just push propaganda on anybody's phone with, you know, as we've seen, almost no oversight. It's just one more step towards, you know, the brave new 1984 world Mm -hmm. as we march on into oblivion. (laughs) Speaking of Monday. One last quick thing. Uh, President Trump reportedly irritated uh, about the old video footage of him throwing towels, uh, paper towel rolls to the first responders in Puerto Rico. Let's share it everywhere then. (laughs) Everybody share it. But it's like, all right, that'd be like me being like, oh, local podcaster upset that things he said in the past are being held accounted to, no, it's, right? It's like, specifically I, because he, he visually looks like an asshole. He doesn't he think it makes him look good. Because he thousands of people died because of And that. he's a gutter brain narcissist. No, that's not even it. It's because he <laughs> thinks he looks silly throwing paper towels because <laughs> he's got no arm <laughs> because he's a weak, <laughs> old, fat sack of garbage. I'm <laughs> sorry. Right. Vote. Wow. Vote. Wow. It's true. Vote. Vote. Yeah. Vote. Uh, and then, uh, look, I, this is a tough thing to break into. This is the closest story. I, the most recent version of this story, I'm sure it's changing all the time. Senators uh, are currently calling for a delay on the uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, yep. uh, Brett Kavanaugh yep. confirmation vote after a woman revealed sexual assault allegations against him. Uh, this is a very multifaceted story that I don't know if we want to dig into right now. Uh, I don't no, know. But I do know that she did take the FBI um, lie detector test and mm. passed it. So I think that she needs to be heard. I think that we should... Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Have you seen the gross take on the internet, which is just like, oh, she's coming out now just because? I've seen, because it's like an important time. No, she came out before. She just, she she came out before and said that she didn't want to be publicized when she went to Senator Dianne Feinstein in uh, July. Yeah. And now that it's become such a thing where it looks like this person might get put on the court, who, make no mistake about it, um, is, is illicit and corrupt in many different degrees and is getting, you know, slammed through and will be a problem for a lot of ideals that we as Americans hold dear. Now that this is becoming more of a reality because these people are going to scummily push it through before the midterms to things their last chance, it's like, okay, you can use my name. And I think it's very interesting to see the right-wing attack machine fly right in. And I'd wonder where their same caution and consideration was when Al Franken was the one who was accused. But we, all, we already know that one of the core tenets of the party is hypocrisy, so there's not so much you can say about that. Um, but, man, it's... God, I hope it stops. Him because yeah, it's, gonna want, be, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be genuinely, it. genuinely, genuinely horrible if this person gets pushed to the Supreme Court. And you know, even um, Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan came out yesterday and said that you know this this will this has the potential to 
degrade the legitimacy of the Supreme Court as yeah. a whole. And if we've gotten to that point where the Supreme Court becomes partisan, I mean, we're already mm-hmm. treading on unprecedented, dangerous territory. Not to get too, uh, like, late-stage capitalism about this, but I read an article earlier this week, and I, I'd have to probably check my facts on it. Basically, we're one of the only countries in the world that doesn't have limits. Lifetime appointments. Lifetime, mm-hmm. Yeah, it has lifetime appointments. That's got to go, too. One yeah. of the so many things that have to go. Yeah. But, yeah. Fundamental change. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Okay, let's move on from that. I'm not going to talk about robocalling. The only thing I uh, report this week, uh, robocalls now account for half of all phone calls. Not I surprised. calling. 85% of my phone calls are robocalls. We've all got, robocalls. I had two on the way here. We've yeah, all got so. technology-induced social anxiety. Nobody wants a phone call. That phone starts ringing. I think it's, it's either an emergency or like somebody mm-hmm. I do not want to hear from. Yeah. All right, and i got to share this story. This will be the only time we talk about professional football this week. Uh, I, th- I thought you were going to say this season, and no, I was this ready week. to this roast week. you on the flames of truth. Uh, <laughs> all right, so quick I'm done with this guy. I feel like it's been a few weeks. Uh, I don't know if you guys read about this. Cornerback Vontae Davis pulled one of the strange— Buffalo Bills cornerback, mind you— pulled one of the strangest moves in recent history on Sunday afternoon when he walked out of the Bills game at halftime to the loss to the Chargers— uh, Linebacker Lorenzo Alexander said Davis had decided to retire from the NFL and confirmed it in a statement released later that day. The Bills were so bad that Vontae Davis looked around as they were getting smashed at halftime and said, nope, I'm done. That's it. Guys, Um, it's been a good run. I'm out of here. If you want my take, I'll tell you, I think it's amazing. (laughs) I I love this move. I think this move is great, and I think it's important to say... That his contract, his five million dollar guaranteed contract, was not vested until he officially yeah. like played. So he played just enough to vest that money and was like, "No, thank you. Just pay me. I'm gonna leave." Uh, so this was his quote here. Uh, this isn't how I pictured retiring from the NFL, but it's my tenth NFL season. I've been uh, doing what my body's been programmed to do: get ready to play on game day. I've endured multiple surgeries and played through many different injuries throughout my career. And over the last few weeks. Uh, this was the latest physical challenge. But today on the field, reality hit me fast and hard. I shouldn't be out there anymore, unquote. Okay, that's a pretty hard to find. Great. Yeah. Uh, Lorenzo Alexander, the uh, Lorenzo Alexander, the linebacker, called it completely disrespectful. It is, though. I, it's, super, mean, it's disrespectful to your teammates. But it's but funny like, at the same time. Get your money, man. <laughs> get paid. I feel like, okay, so here, is there something to be said about the fact that if he did this for a, if he was on the Patriots, Patriots are a good football team, right? Mm-hmm. And he went out there and played a game. I was like, nah, I, I can't. My body, it's just it's over. I'm going to retire, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think there'd be people like giving him a hard time. I think because the Bills look to be absolute garbage. And because it looked as right. bad as it was. But I think that's more the reason to yeah. push. I think if you have a chance to like, go to a Super Bowl or do something like that, maybe you're like, all right, I can muscle right. through one more year. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you're going out there getting just absolutely beat to death by whatever low-rent team beat up on the Bills this week, I yeah. think that... The Chargers charges. See what I mean? And I think that that probably pushes the point home even more where it's like, yeah. what am I doing out here? Like, why, yeah, why no, do I, I even come here? You know what I mean? Sinking ship, man. Well, I think about it. People always ask me, right, like, do you play football in high school? Do you play football? And it's the same reason I was like, because Notre Dame in my high school was so bad. They never won any games. Yeah. yeah. What do I want to go bother with two a day practices all through the end of summer for just to get beat, be 0 and 9? No, I'm not going to play. Same thing. You've got your money. Am I going to play for the Bills? I'm going to go out every week and just get embarrassed for a low rent team? Mm. No, thanks. Get your money. Go retire. See your family. Sign another contract with somebody else. That would be the move. That would be the move. All right. Uh, so that's it. Let's move on to this week's interview. The fourth appearance mm-hmm. of uh, regular GFOP, longtime friend, director of sales, United County Tourism, 
Sarah Foster. If you want to go back and listen to all her episodes, mm-hmm. she was on uh, episode two, all the way back, episode two, mm-hmm. episode 103, episode 122, and of course, this week, episode 169. It's always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, of our, one of my dear, dear friends. I don't always get to hear the interviews from the green room, but yeah. sometimes I do, and I heard this one. It's a good chat. Good yeah. interview. Talk about a lot of stuff here. In typical fashion, we... I had to make a point where we talk, like, we need to talk about events. Like, the point... So you see sometimes, like, yeah. late in the show, it's like, all right, you're plugging this thing. We've got to talk really yeah. about to, your new movie. We have <laughs> to talk about events, but then we also talk so you about... Got, you got a clip? Did you yeah. a clip? Yeah. We also talked about Mac Miller. She's a big Mac Miller fan, so we had a really <laughs> nice conversation about that, actually, which went uh, a little bit longer than I think we both expected to. So that was kind of good. Uh, so, yeah. We'll get into that. Great interview. Sarah Foster, always a pleasure. Back to the show in just a moment. not like nice coffee it's just all right now i'll say this you were talking about watching friends you and yeah. you and james if you look in the other side of that mug that is a friends central perk oh mug perk, central perk yeah i had to send away coupons That's awesome. <laughs> no, no, no i didn't do it my mom did it because she's the best at sending away coupons and doing yeah. stuff like that but she got like seven or eight of them from the whole family so that's awesome yeah the friends mug i am so obsessed i like find myself being at work like i can't wait to go watch friends <laughs> i think it's interesting that friends is sort of I've noticed it with, like, even, like, my high school kids know what Friends is. Yeah. I think it's entered, like, a weird sort of, like, cultural resurgence. Like, people, I think, have come around and they like Friends now. Like, I think for a while people were, like, ragging on Friends, but yeah, Friends is funny. Yeah, fun of it. It's really funny. Well, you know, in college I used to watch it not in order. Like, I would just kind of watch it when an episode would be on yeah. or if my friends did. So it didn't mean as much to me. And now that, like, we watched 13 Reasons Why and then The Sinner, oh, like, simultaneously. Yeah. And we were, like okay, we need to watch something uplifting before bed. Just otherwise, you're going to bed with, like, 13 Reasons Why in your head and the center. And <laughs> yeah. then it's both, like, not not happy. And uh, we're like, let's just throw on Friends and, like, start it from the beginning. And I have become addicted. Like, it is so funny. I've done Friends about three times all the really? way through. Really? All the way through. Because I watched it when it first was... My mom and dad, stepdad, loved Frasier and Seinfeld. Okay. Right? But Friends, for whatever reason, felt like my show yeah. when it was on. I was like, well, you guys can have those shows. I yeah, like Friends, right? This is my right? thing. This is my thing. <laughs> yeah. Although I loved Seinfeld, right? Frasier, I kind of liked. It was yeah. like it was like an old white person's show. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't very... really watched that. I'm watching but... The Good Place now, which is one you should watch if you haven't watched it. I have Netflix, heard that so. from a lot of people. It's I not... haven't seen it, but I've heard that. It's not as funny as like Friends or The Office, but it's it's good. Yeah. It's good. Now, i got to ask you this question, since you're just talking about The Sinner, and we're already off track. Uh, <laughs> tonight... After we tape this interview, like, I'm probably not going to watch it. Do you know the Emmys are on tonight? Uh, yeah, I saw something about it. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, well, I don't know if you watched it. I wasn't going to watch it. Well, because you said The Sinner, and I, I happened to look through some of the things. I saw The Sinner was up for something, like oh, Best okay. Limited Series event. And I see it, at, this is, here's my nerd part. I see it advertised on USA all the time because I watch wrestling. Yeah. And it's always in the commercials for wrestling. Is it good? I thought it was really good. And it took a lot of turns. Uh, it, it didn't end how I expected it to. It definitely... 
I appreciate when a show doesn't, or a book, like, doesn't have that ending. Yeah. Is Jessica you're... Beale, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she All was right. good. Um, I I guess I was confused because I watched it on Netflix, and then I saw season two, and, mm-hmm. like, when I had Googled it, I saw a different plot that showed up, and I was like, wait, that's not what I watched, but I think that it's on regular television. So, is that what I, here's what I think <laughs> happened with that show. I think it's one of those kind of things where the first season of the show was, like, one story, mm-hmm. and the second season of the show is a Totally yeah, different story. Completely different yeah, plot. I don't know if it has, and I didn't watch. But enough it's on of it. like, did you say USA? It's on like, USA. Okay. Which for whatever reason, all of a sudden was getting shows because like you know I used to USA is like for me it was only a channel that wrestling is on. I wouldn't watch yeah. it otherwise. I have the I don't have cable, so I just have the app on my phone. But they're always advertising Mr. Robot and the Sinner, and I'm like, I feel like both those shows look okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I thought it was good. It was different. Uh. So. Sarah Foster, what's your official title at OCT? I always feel uh, director of sales. Director of sales. Yeah. Sarah Foster, four star <laughs> Sarah Foster. Your fourth time. I know. On the I'm show. Back. <laughs> Episodes two, one hundred three, one twenty two, one sixty nine, which is this episode. All right. So forty seven weeks since last time you were here. I was trying to figure out why it took me one hundred and one episodes between episode two when you were on and episode one hundred and three. <laughs> That's okay. Space it out. No, I was think. I, then I realized there was a point in time very early on, like the first hundred episodes, where I didn't want to repeat. Anybody. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You had a. I mean, yeah, it's a good variety. We had a we had a good run for a long I time. I think if you had, if you had me on all the time, people would be like, enough. There, <laughs> no, there was definitely like a part in my brain when I first did this show like a grand jewel say like never this different interview every week and then I yeah. understood the mechanics of how this works I'm like I'm gonna have to rely on some people a couple times yeah no I mean that's good it's, it's good to bring back and talk about different types of things as long as it's relevant I will say there is only one other person in the city who has more appearances on the show than you do now oh yeah yeah Phil Farta is uh, the only well, person maybe we should come on together you want to come on together <laughs> get me he's, on here with Phil it's trouble to come on here with Phil I'll tell I you, can only imagine <laughs> So I brought you on here because there's a lot of cool stuff happening. It is the end of summer. It seems like it, even though it's really hot it feels out. feels so freaking hot. <laughs> it's, even though it's like 80 degrees out. Yeah. Uh, it feels like the seasons are changing. It's a big time for you guys down at Night of County Tourism. Uh, and despite the fact that we're working together on a project, which I want to talk to you about later, I which know. is super weird. But I want to get this out because every time we have a conversation, we don't talk about the events. <laughs> we go way off track. <laughs> so you wrote up some events that you wanted to sort of highlight and just a, a small variety of events you wanted to highlight. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, fall, fall is, like, I think one of the busiest times. I mean, summer is, too. Um, it goes back to that point where people can't say that there's not anything going on oh. because <laughs> there are uh, a million things going on. Um, so yeah, I, you know, we were just, um, we've kind of been looking at like fall events that occur, Hmm. um, try to like look throughout all different parts of the county, but it's a great point because I think sometimes, especially even on this show, we get caught up being a little bit Utica centric and it is Oneida County tourism, not Utica tourism. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, you know, honestly, yeah, we've talked about that before because other, um, other counties have they'll focus on a city and say, like, the greater, so it could be, like, the greater Syracuse CVB. Yeah. Um, we're different because Turning Stone is um, it's probably one of the biggest, if not, it, I think it has to be the biggest tourism, yeah. like, economic impact in the county. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we were to say the greater Utica, it would kind of leave out them when they're so significant. Exactly. That's a really good point, too. Is that, that's got to be an interesting relationship to work with, like, the casino, I feel like. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say there, it's got to be, like, a weird nuance to it, right? Because it's not, like, it's not the same as, like, working with a business, right? There's there's probably different sort well, of, like... Well, they just have so many um, 
departments yeah. and levels of people. Different venues and different yeah. like, things going on. Well, and it's like, so um, last week I was attending a conference in Corning. It was called TBEX, and it mm-hmm. was like a massive focus on travel journalists, um, anyone with like huge, like influencers on social media, mm-hmm. travel writers. And then we hosted a tour after like we call it the fam tour, yeah, yeah. Um, and we took people. So that's what I was doing yesterday. It was like the adult field trip. The fa- I hear that word. It's familiarization. Fam- yeah, yeah, I hear yeah. that tossed around though in conversation. People I know in our in our sphere of influence talk about fam tours all. Yeah, time. well, because we always host a local one every hmm. year. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, so um, we've gotten off track. No, we we're talking about like, we we're talking about fall events. events. We're talking about yeah, the, yeah. Sorry, sorry, getting hot in here. It's hot in the studio. I'm putting <laughs> the pressure on you, and I'm drinking hot coffee now. Um. <laughs> Well, these are in no particular order, but um, so a couple things that we focus on, Cascale Festival, I think it's third or fourth annual for Woodland, Mm -hmm. and that is, I want to say October 13th, it's at Woodland, Um, we are one of the sponsors this year, the beverage trail that we have through Mm -hmm. Oneida County, so yeah, (laughs) and our logo is going to be, I think, on all the glasses, so that's exciting. Mm. that's coming up. They have a ton of breweries. I think it's way more than they've ever had that basically have a beer that is, like, specifically for this event. Nice. Um, we definitely buy your tickets in advance because it's cheaper. Um, we have Spooktacular, which happens in October. We were talking Mark Simon. Oh, have yeah. to get him on to promote well, that. <laughs> he, he loves to come on. You know what it is? I always love to have Mark on, but I'm sure at some point in time in the next few weeks I'm going to get that message on my phone and be like, hey, buddy. Let me come promote. Come talk about spectacular. <laughs> you were you didn't go to high school around here the way I did. I was like a Proctor kid. But yeah, I worked the spectacular a couple of years as like community did you? service. Okay, it's it was a lot of fun. Spectacular yeah. was a great. No, event. I'm excited. Yeah, and well, I just um, I had emailed Mark the other day actually because we pitched it to I Love New York mm-hmm. to hopefully have them pick nice. up on it and do some nice. blogging and finally cover Central New York because we're awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, spectacular that happens in October. I know it's a two day event. Um, typically it's like food trucks, trick-or-treating, that kind of thing. Great family event. Um, KO Industrial, they kick off beginning of October. And that's every, I want to say, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I know they also run it on Halloween, which is a Wednesday. All right, do me a favor. What's the guy? Who's the main guy there? I can't remember his name, but I know I have his email because we brought him on our radio show before. He's one of the people every year I say to myself, I want to bring this guy out of the podcast. Yeah, oh, you should. I I want to bring him on really He's awesome. And yeah, I feel like they do this crazy stuff every single year that just gets better and better. Um, And it it creeps me out. It's definitely spooky what they have going on. I've actually never done it. I've heard, Katie has gone, like some of the media people have gone and they've said it's pretty... (laughs) Yeah, it's scary. I know. It honestly it makes me a bit anxious. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not good at stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm. Trust me, I'm not either. I'm like, I'll go like trick or treating. Like, my like, my <laughs> first inclination, I, feel, I mean, this is terrible to say. My first inclination when something like jumps out of me is to like punch it. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's a natural reaction. And now this is actually bringing back memories of when I was on last year because we were talking about Halloween costumes and I had no idea what I was. Doing. Not a clue this year yet. No. We're earlier this year though. We're, we yeah. Have this is four a, more weeks. Yeah. Not quite. Yeah. It hasn't quite been a year. Um, something I, I think worth mentioning are the Root Farm Adventure oh, Days. Yeah. So I went there yesterday uh, with this fam tour, and mm. the group that we brought, they said it was the highlight of their trip, and they had gone to Ithaca, um, they were in the Finger Lakes, they were in Cooperstown, they came here, one woman was like crying during the stories that they're oh, yeah. telling about people that have just completed the adventure course. So when they do that... They basically open it up to the public, 
and it's they try to like play around with different days of the week to see how it um like you know what kind of turnout they yeah, get yeah. but um you can go zip lining you can do the rock climbing wall or um the adventure ropes course or you can do a combination of two of them or all three of them the root farm is a really, really cool organization. They are, I, I really don't... You, you had Jeremy on, haven't you? Yeah, I was try, I'm actually trying to look up... What, yeah, Jeremy Earl, uh, episode 125. Yeah. We had a, a long episode. He's he awesome. Was a really, really cool guy. And I, yeah. it's one of those things... I work with, like, kids as a yeah. part of my thing. And I really... It's one of those things I can't believe more people don't, like, know about and talk well, about. Well, that's why we just have to keep talking <laughs> yeah. about it. And, no, and I don't think it's, like, you can't really put it into words until you experience it. And, like... Even I tried to, you know, let the group know. I'm like, well, they do all these amazing things, and they have therapy, and they have gardens, and they do like hydroponics, and mm-hmm. it just when you hear him talk about yeah. it, you you can tell the passion, and uh, I don't know, it may, like no. I I learned about him because of the Boilermaker um charity bit, yes. and yeah, I get emotional every time I go there too. But um, mm-hmm. I did the zip line yesterday, and uh. It's a blast. It's just so cool that we have that in our backyard. Like, we're really lucky. And the people that we were with were like, the prices on that are incredible. So, yeah, definitely yeah. take advantage of a few days coming up in October. Um, lots of, there are so many events. I, I know, and I'm really bummed that I'm going to miss it this weekend because I'm going to be gone, but Barks and Brews down at Handshake City. Yes. So, that's going to be, I know they, I was actually, I saw some like Twitter uh, commentary with Chewy. Oh. And like that, they've donated something which doesn't surprise me because Chewy's amazing. Um, uh, I think Erin Higgins was on that. She was yeah, she was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's this Sunday. It's, what is it? Twelve to four, I think. Hey, you you came down for the the. No, I've, I've been gone. You'll have to come down one of these days. I know. Down there, we'll have to get, bring you guys down to take a look. It's. Yeah, we, I want to come do like photography and stuff. Maria I mean, is starting to finish up the the backside of the mural that she's doing. It's they're awesome. I swear to God, I, I I have to give. Here's the problem: I've given Parkinson zero credit on any idea he's ever had for like ten, like like five years since I've known him, right? And especially because like I was like I'm always like naysaying him, and now that he's had like a really good idea that like took off, and I love yeah. it, I have to like give him credit for the next one, no matter how bad it I, is. No, like, it's a, <laughs> it's a phenomenal idea, and it's a really the events that they're hosting. You know, yeah. we keep we get like. A, we try to share them on Facebook and everything, yeah. and uh, honestly, it, it really is making me upset that I keep missing them because I'm not in town. <laughs> you're, but you're I will. I am hard to pin down. I am hard to pin down at times, but um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's like one of those things. Uh, you could do like the top ten most like Instagrammable places in Oneida yeah. County, and yeah. like one of those murals would be perfect oh, yeah. for it. You know, even the stuff that they did inside the old Massey building, like the, the yeah. artwork, the graffiti they'd done in there. I told I told Justin during the event, and uh, I try not to talk about Handshake City as much, so we we hammered people with it for like yeah, six yeah. weeks on this show. But even if they just did the inside of that building with a graffiti, it would have been enough. For people to go, oh my god, that's amazing. That's cool. And that was yeah. just one small aspect of everything that happened over that like that yeah. weekend. And I, I, I'm really hoping that we can just keep the momentum going on that. I so. think it, it's a, it's so weird because <laughs> I feel like graffiti has that like negative. You know, people are like, oh graffiti, yeah. but like when you make it colorful, it is so beautiful. It really like brightens the city. I just drove through Ithaca when I was going to Corning. And there were huge murals everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is awesome. You see people taking pictures in front of them. It literally gives them a reason to go to a location, and then hopefully they do other things while they're down there. Well, I think, too, when you talk about graffiti and street art, I think there's a big difference between, like, the street artists and the stuff that... The, the people we had who came in to do, like, real art. And yeah, did, like, right. Like, mural have, work. Yeah, and then, like, artists. And then, like, the people in, like, the American Vandal series who were just drawing, yeah. like, dicks on everything. Yeah, but that's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so like, I think that, like... But I think that, like, the word graffiti 
does indeed encompass both of those things if you yeah. say it like broadly. So I think that sometimes there's a mm-hmm. there's a misconception about what oh wait we mean graffiti. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But yeah, it looks like they're doing a lot of cool events no, down really, there. That like yeah, yeah. I saw there was a um, something book related. So it's. Yeah. A great way to cater, mm. and I know you know sometimes people like to complain they're like they're only drinking events or they're only events for adults. So I can tell that uh, it's catering to families and anybody. Well, that was important too because you know that's something we've we've dealt with in the past as like a thing. Like, oh, how come all these events are like about drinking? It's like yeah, well, all of them are about drinking, but like no, you have, you to have ha- it because people love it. Like it literally <laughs> it is an incentive for people to go to things alcohol. Well, I'm saying food. like <laughs> when we when do the movies in the park, you like the the, the Franklin Square film series, right? Mm-hmm. And the Woodland people come in, like. Just because you come to see the movie doesn't mean you have to patronize the the thing. That's the thing for people who want it, and people do right. want it. They do good business down yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't need. You know I mean like it doesn't mean that the event is about. You know. It's yeah. Not, yeah. It's an aspect, and you know, to be honest, like we do have a pretty thriving like craft beer community. Yeah. And, like there's Got lots our of beverage trail. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> part of New York beverage. Why not highlight it? <laughs> exactly. Um, a couple other things I'll mention. I won't sure. go into as much details, but beer and wine train on the Adirondack Scenic nice. Railroad. Plus, they have now done started the rail bikes, mm-hmm. so you can do I've that. Seen some footage of uh, yeah, Marcy and uh, Kelly and their family did it. A couple. It was like over Labor Day, mm-hmm. and they said it was really cool. So, uh, and it's funny. I've seen that like spread viral on Facebook, yeah. and I'm like, that's in our backyard. <laughs> um, so that I know there are a couple of those coming up. Um, Uticon is also September nice. 23rd, a nice. Sunday. Uh, there are the fall paranormal lamplight tours happening nice. in Rome. They mm-hmm. leave from, I think, Bellamy Harbor Park around there. It's definitely on our website, um, which I will plug. That's yes, please plug com. Check our events tab. Um, we have completely, like, revamped the website. So that's good. Yeah, Marcy is doing an incredible job with just, like, she can update the Instagram pictures and everything. Oh, yeah. I just feel like it's adding so much to it. Like, it, we've done all this, like, research. We've had studies. We've bought into some software that we're using. And it's, like, all about user-generated content mm-hmm. and um, people liking to feel that it's authentic. Oh, but yeah. It's such, like, a buzzword. But it really is, like, it, if I research something traveling, like, when I'm going on vacation yeah. and I'm, like, I want to see this restaurant. Like, what kind of food do they have? I go look up the location not even their page right away because <laughs> yeah. I want to see what other people post. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a really good looking margarita. Now I want a margarita there. So um, we've gotten, that's how we are kind of redoing our Instagram now. Like we mix in some of our own images, mm-hmm. but we do a ton of yeah. like other things that people post. Who does all the, the I was going to bring this up later, might as well bring it up now. Who yeah. like does the blog stuff for you guys? Well, is that you So guys? Marcy's doing the blog. Yeah, she does that. We have one um, person that we are like freelancing with who does some guest blogging also. Nice. But <clears throat> yeah, Marcy's been doing a lot and she uh, kind of runs a lot mm. of the website yeah. and keeps that up. And then we, you know, we both contribute to our Instagram and yeah. Facebook and Twitter. You guys do good work. Thanks. We're, hey, Kelly, we're so these, small. We're small but mighty. <laughs> Kelly, pay these women more money. Tell, yeah, I'm, I'm well, throwing that out there. It does help when you have a good job. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pick your battles. You know, I think we uh, all love what we do, which is oh, yeah. kind of rare. And I know I have a, a great job that allows us, allows me to travel yeah. and, you know, experience and go on adult field trips like I did yesterday. We went from Root Farm to Woodland to the Irish Cultural Center. So How's that, was, How is the Irish Cultural uh, Center looking? Is it looking great? Yeah. I mean, you it's still under so much construction, but they have a ton of the wood in now, like the nice. bar that's all been shipped from Ireland. Oh. It is like this beautiful wood. Mm. And so it's a pub on one side, and it's going to be super authentic Irish mm. pub. 
They're going to do like traditional Sunday breakfast, Irish breakfast. Uh, on the other side, they have a huge event space that I think can mm-hmm. hold like up to 280 people. So weddings, meetings, conferences. Yeah. Top is going to be the museum. They're going to have like a little balcony. It's really cool. You know, it's interesting. We talk a lot in our casual conversations and uh, even on the podcast, a lot of people about like areas of Utica that like get revitalized. Mm-hmm. Talk about Bank Square, talk about downtown Utica, talk about all sorts of stuff. I, you know, I'm old enough to remember going to Varick Street and it not looking like it looks now. Yeah. Right? In the times before the Celtic Harp was there and before like, the Sanctuary was even a concept and when like, yeah. the electric company was still there. And it's pretty crazy <clears> to think <throat> about just over the last, like, uh, I guess I was drinking at 21 because I never did any drinking before that. Yeah, obviously. no, definitely not. So that's like 11 <laughs> years, I guess, since I was like legal drinking age to go down to Varick Street. Yeah. And 11 years, it really, yeah, it's an area that really has shifted a lot. Even though I, I think in the past five years, I mean... Yeah, I haven't lived in Utica as long, but there has been just, like, tremendous change I wouldn't, in that area. I wouldn't be surprised, at, like, through a different combination of things, if, like, Varick Street became more of, like, the Varick District. In, like, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, almost. I mean, they do call it the Brewery District. The Brewery but, District, yeah, yeah. So, I forget who mentioned this concept to me, but people sometimes, I, I think, have, like, the thought that... Um, well, you said you're revitalizing. Why haven't I seen more? But they yeah. don't understand necessarily that the money, the time, the investment that goes into it. And someone had said with Varick Street that, like, okay, so they built the sanctuary. That's, like, one road off of mm. Varick. And Irish cultural, like, that's, like, kind of there, but, like, it's not quite. So if you can one road at a time off of Varick revitalize, yeah. then you're eventually going to have an area that has a lot that, like, it's all getting nicer. Yeah. And then that's going to make that area just more attractive in general. Mm. So it's, it's definitely exciting to see. Uh, and if you want to know a little bit more, there's actually a really good op, uh, uh, RVU piece the Observer Dispatch did. Uh, it was on August 26th. It yeah. was the United County Wise to Invest in Tourism. It's yes, really good Yes, we read. were so excited about yeah. that article. <laughs> no, it's a good read. I was reading through it before <clears> you <throat> came in here, and it talked a little bit about, uh, you know, $1.5 billion dollars uh, uh, visitors spent in 2017, which is just a little bit behind Erie County, which earned 1.7, and that's much larger. And yeah, and then the only other ones that literally were behind are um, down by the city, yeah. which is, in, it, yeah. Which is its own. Uh, no, I mean, it's, a, it, yeah, I don't mean this in a cocky way at all, but it's really incredible the amount that has increased, the amount of visitor spending that has increased every single year, like specifically, I know, since Kelly has been yeah. in her position, it just keeps going up. Like, I remember when we first, it was like 1.1 billion, and we're like, oh my god, we broke a billion, and now it's 1.5, and we also contribute, or it's the largest contribution within the central New York region, so that includes like Cooperstown, Madison, Herkimer, Skaheri. I mean, obviously some of those counties are smaller, but um, yeah, we were really psyched about that article, and it, yeah. they... They did a ton of, I mean, all the news stations were coming in and interviewing Kelly and talking about it, but um, that, I, I would attribute it also to, like, some of our hotels. We have, sure. I mean, if you look at uh, now Delta by Marriott and Yo, Doubletree uh, by Hilton. Christine Lopez over there is yeah. a friend of mine, and, uh, you know, I walked into the Delta Hotels for the first time since probably, it had been a while since I've been in there. Yeah. Right? I was blown away. It's Could insane. not believe what it looks yeah, like in there now it's and incredible. how fast it happened. Mm-hmm. Really, really amazing, and we're doing that yeah. event down there in... 
Oh, yeah. Uh, in April, I want to say. I'm, I'm yep. getting the dates exactly. April, but like, 19th, April, yeah. 23rd or something and like that. And <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to, to seeing what it really They're doing like good things. I went to um, a wedding there. My friend Kelly got married there, and it was awesome. And it was oh, yeah. so funny because I actually went to my high school prom there, and I was like, this, this <laughs> yes. ballroom has come a long way. But, like, looking at that and then even, you know, uh, Hotel Utica, now Doubletree, some people, I think, were a little bit skeptical about going under a brand, but... Mm-hmm. I don't think maybe everyone gets it. Like when you, there are a lot of people that travel, especially business travel, yeah. that you're very brand loyal. So when you have a name that's recognizable, it it means a lot to them because they're yeah. like, well, now I can get my loyalty points. But also it forces, like they literally have yeah. no choice. Those hotels have to meet the standards mm-hmm. of the brand. So that's, they revamp everything. I even, uh, we had to actually it was really nice because we had to go through we had to like rent rooms out for this event for mm-hmm. like parents and traveling personnel and students and all that kind of thing right? yeah so we actually had to go through and look at the different rooms and to get a tour of all the different types of yeah. rooms was pretty it was pretty wild no it's definitely it's super cool yeah they're doing they're doing a really good job um i have a couple things i wanted to hit but i don't want to forget any other events is there anything else um, on this list sorry wait Trying to look at uh no the, uh, no other specific events that I was gonna name I mean there are a ton definitely check our events tab but I was gonna say like I know it's like fall tis the season so Clinton Cider Mill's open yes. North Star Orchard yes. um hit those up and go to your <laughs> apple picking take your cool Instagram pictures let us use them on our Instagram <laughs> so I got a couple things I want to ask you okay they're not necessarily travel related some of them some of them are okay you are all over the place you were just in Ogunquit, Maine which is where my family went for a vacation. Last summer, and I yeah. thought it was beautiful. And I just, Amazing. It's great, isn't it? I am obsessed. <laughs> it was so clean. Like, everything about it was just beautiful. Are you a seafood person, too? Did you, like, did you get down uh, with all the seafood and stuff? Yeah, we did. So, I used to be really picky. James has helped me become less picky. Yeah. Um, and I tried a lobster roll for the first time, uh-huh. and it was, like, a food truck rally concept. Yeah. And it happens, yes. like, every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or something like that, or Thursday through Sunday, whatever. And we got it the day that we left, and I was, like, debating, because it was, like, I think it was, like, 17 bucks or something, and I was, like, I'm, like, whoa, that's expensive, and the lady's, like, well, have you, you know, how do you like your lobster? And I was, like, I don't know, I don't really eat it that much, and she's, like, let me give you a sample. I swear to God, she gave me, like, $15 worth of a sample. So then we're, like, well, we feel obligated to buy now, but we were not disappointed. It was Mm. amazing, and we went out to, like, Mabel's, which is over near the the Bush compound. Yes. So we actually went and checked um, that out. Wells, Uh, I think? There's a name. I'm going to forget. They just made, like, a whole movie about it, didn't they? I think they did. Is it Chappaquiddick? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to forget I don't know, but no. Either way, the Kennedy compound is up there. That was a thing people talked about the whole time we were in Ogunquit. Yeah. It's like, ah, the Kennedys. I, like, completely recommend it, and we, we went down to Portland for a day, or up to Portland, to hit um, Allagash, yeah, cool yeah, brewery yeah. tour. I mean, I don't, you know, Saranac's the best, but um, <laughs> it was good beer, and then uh, I wish we had more time in Portland, but we were hooked, and I definitely want to go back. Did you walk the trail thing? There's a trail. The Marginal a, Way. The Marginal Way. I did the Marginal so Way. That was pretty cool. I didn't cool. walk it as much as I wanted to, because... Yeah. Uh, it was like 90 degrees and I, I, and you're just staring at the ocean and you're like, the ocean was so refreshing. Uh, so we were like, all right, let's just walk out, take a couple pictures and then go hit the beach. It was, I think we did our last day too. So we wanted to like soak up the sun, but 
Remind me, remind me when we're done here, there's a picture I need to show you from when I went to Maine okay. before you leave. You know I love a good picture. It's a great photo. <laughs> uh, on your travels, i got to ask you, I've seen a couple people sort of talking about this. Have you seen these electric scooters as a thing that people are using? I've seen like a lot of articles that like a lot of cities are throwing these electric scooters I think I see them in bigger cities. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I was, I was curious in Chicago. you've seen it anywhere. Last month, and I definitely saw a lot of people. Well, I mean, like Segway or like slightly different. No, I don't. I, I've been reading articles about like people who are just like apparently electric scooters are like taking over like the streets. Wait, yeah, I feel cities. like I re- I recently did see it, but I don't know where it would have been. I don't I think just, it would have been Maine. I was just curious if you'd seen it in any of your travels around. I know you Not go all as over much. the place. Uh, And and then I was, uh, the other one I was going to ask you, I only saw that, and I don't mean to make you emotional or anything. No, no. I saw you tweeting about it. We talked a little bit about it last week, about the Mac Miller. Oh my God, yeah. uh, And I didn't, I didn't know much about him beforehand, but you seem to, you wrote a blog about him back in the day. Uh, did you have any particular thoughts about it or you, you seem pretty upset. I was, no, actually Marcy and I were talking about this today in work and I think we both started tearing up. Uh, there are obviously celebrity deaths all the time and this was the one that I felt the most like personally affected really? by. Yeah. Uh, when I told James, I he I'd been reading. Yeah, yeah. I got so rewind. We were in Agunquit, and my brother and I and James were talking about Mac Miller. Like this was yeah. before he had passed away, and we were like, God, you know, I miss that music. Like I love that music. Mac is the bomb. Like I when I graduated college, I started my blog that yeah. was called More About Nothing, and I was like. <laughs> thought it was super hood but no i loved it it was just a way for me to write and on when i applied i actually used that as like writing samples for for my current job um but i loved wiz khalifa and currency and it was like not to be that girl but that girl i was like before they were all famous and those two guys loved mac miller so i went on a huge mac kick wrote about him in my blog and then we were talking about him in a gunquit and then that friday that we found out that it was like you know announced um I went home and I was just like laying on the couch reading. James yeah. was getting home from work late. All of a sudden, like hour later, I look at my phone and my brother had texted me and he's like, I remember bumping Mac back in the day. This sucks. And I was yeah. like, I didn't know what he meant. And I was like, his new album? Because we were just talking about his new album. And I opened Twitter and the top thing was a tweet from my brother saying, R.I.P. Mac Miller. James walked in the door and I told him and I started sobbing. I have right. never cried. I mean, I cry, I'm a very emotional person, <laughs> but I've never cried about somebody that I don't know. Yeah. And I don't feeling. know why it. Uh, yeah, it, there are because, just so many. It's easy to, because it's the same thing with like, I think uh, the last one I got, Bourdain was someone like I read the Bourdain, Anthony Bourdain's yes. books and stuff. And it, he was one that affected me that way. I think because for certain things, whether it's, music or art or whatever yeah you relate to people especially in a field like music where artists tend to bear their soul and you feel like you yeah. really know these people you yeah. make these connections with them that you mm-hmm. you know that even though you don't really know them as an individual you person you feel like yeah. you know a part you of got it a good and, vibe yeah and their struggles become your own right, right. And, and knowing what you know about that person you go back and you look at it again and yeah you know, people go back and watch, like, went back and watched anthony bourdain stuff and it's like oh man it's just i know you know and, oh it is tough, and it's it's not, mm-hmm. and it's easy for people to be cynical about like, oh, celebrity death, celebrity death. No, and, but, I, well, that's trust me. I've like I've thought about writing something on social media, but I don't even know a I guess how to on social media. how to put it into words. And that's the thing I I can't not entertain people being rude about it because uh, so like yeah. So Mac, I think what he had done was he gave this very real like perspective of himself. Mm-hmm. Like he had all those like little videos, and you just felt like. 
I feel it about certain people and I'm like, I know if I met him, I'd be friends with him. Like, I know we would have gotten (laughs) along and would have been like, let's kick it. Like, you know, he just seemed Mm. like such a cool dude. And then hadn't really thought much about him as much, but I was like pumped when he and Ariana Grande started dating was really upset when they broke up. Yes. Didn't understand, you know, kind of what was happening, read everything. And then uh, what was making me really upset with his death is that people putting blame on her. And yeah. I think that is just like the most awful thing you can do to somebody is when well, they're yeah. struggling oh, regardless. Yeah. I mean, she also had everything with Manchester. I, mm-hmm. She's been through a lot. And, but then on the other hand, and again, I would I don't ever want to put blame on somebody for someone's yeah. death because I think that is so unfair. It, I don't know him personally. I don't know his friends, his family. But James and I have listened to his album, his latest album, summer, is it summer? Um, Swimming. 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 We've probably yeah. listened to it at like 20 times yeah. since he's passed away. And there are some lines in there where I'm like, were, were these not red flags? Like, his producers didn't think anything, like, his mm-hmm. friends. But then it's like, maybe they did. Like, I heard that, you know, the night before they found him, that he was with his friends watching the Steelers game. Yeah. He was chilling. Like, I think they played Thursday night football, and he seemed okay. But then you listen to those lines, and even just, like, the music, it's so eerie. Like, it literally... It, yeah, it's it happens it's a lot, so too. Nuts. You know, because... I think it's funny because they released a lot of the Bourdain's last season of yeah. uh, the show he was doing. I think it's parts you know now. And he was already dead when he came out. And it's just like, you, it almost seems like you knew this was, you were coming up to something. It felt yeah. Like. And whether or not you knew it at the time or. Right. Looking it, back yeah, now, looking it's back easier to it, see yeah. it. But maybe you just are yeah. kind of naive. But mm. yeah, I mean, it just kind of brings back that whole addiction, mm. mental health, depression. They're yeah. so real. And that's. Mm. That's my hard part with social media is when I see people kind yeah. of countering that. And I, everyone is obviously entitled to their own opinion, but I think it's really hard to to deny it at this point. Yeah. And then I hate when people are like, well, you're a celebrity. You have everything. Like, I don't yeah. think we can ever comprehend the life of a celebrity where they don't have real life. And, like, some nope. of Mac's lyrics, he's like, you know, hard... Hard for you to basically take me seriously from my five-star hotel room, but, like, he is sad. Mm. And, like, it doesn't matter how much money you have. If you don't have friends or family or people you can confide Mm. in, I mean, when you think about when something's wrong, like, some people hold it in, but a lot of times, like, you want to, like, be able to speak to somebody about that. And if you don't have that, that is going to eat you alive, and it's it's really sad. Did you read the Johnny Depp article that came out a couple months back? It was the same sort of thing. It's like, here's this guy who is rich, and famous, has all this money. I didn't and read it, lives but... lives by himself and has no friends. Yeah. And the only people he knows are, like, his manager and the guy who, like, sells him his weed. Right, and, like, and that's, that's it, not right? authentic and, relationships. Yeah, like, and it's like, this guy, you think of him as, like, this, oh, man, I'd love to be, like... It's like, I don't know. No, I don't... Yeah, honestly, I, I don't wish it upon no. anybody because it's like, you just... You don't get your normal life and, like, you can to hear the change from, like, 2009 with, like, Max albums and, like, oh, mm. I can't wait to make it. And then he's like, I made it. And, like, this is, like... It's not, it's basically not what he expected it to be. I think you get so pumped with the money and you're like, oh, I'll buy shots, I'll buy drinks, I'm throwing a party, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then you realize that those people around you are only there for, like, to use you more or less. And that if you don't have someone that, like, can kind of be your best friend and it's really sad, I, it would be really hard to go through that. And it really, I don't know, it makes me, like, super depressed, I feel. 
What's a uh, what's a Mac song people could listen to? You could recommend if they don't know much about Mac Miller, so people could hear something. Well, I was like listening to Nike's on my feet, Nike's um, on and then my Senior feet. Skip Day. I okay. love it's, <laughs> that's um. I think I retweeted the lyrics from it. It was like they say the oh, something. They say the best things in your life because you ain't gonna get to live it twice. Yeah, they yeah. say you waste time asleep, mm. but I'm just trying to dream. Like it's a really good lyric, and I like had tweeted it you know, literally like now. years ago. Um, but his new album is, I highly recommend it. it. It's like, it took me a few times listening all the way through and now I'm obsessed. Like it is just so good. He, he's great. He, he sings about real stuff and he, I don't think people know maybe that he's, um, like just so musically talented. Yeah. Like he's not like full out like hip hop rap, but mm. like he has some of it, but he's a great singer. Yeah, yeah. He can play guitar. He can play piano. Like he's hip hop today almost really talented. is more than just that though. Like you, I don't like even like, I know Kanye is a guy who's like a, controversial guy but like when i see kanye when i saw him perform i was like oh he's not like just rapping he's right. got like a stage show and there's, yeah he's like, doing he's, things it's, it's artistic right there's a whole uh-huh. thing going on so yeah there's more to it than just like oh, i'm gonna put raps over beats right, right? Yeah. and honestly the thing that i also um not to keep talking about him no. but the thing that i thought was like the coolest i guess like really sad but cool was that how diverse the artists in famous people mm. that were like paying homage to him yeah how diverse they were oh yeah it's like people that you know have beef with each other like different mm-hmm. people but like every single person loved mac it it just blew blew me away like it was so cool to see how many people he has positively affected and i just i hope that somehow he is at yeah. peace and knows that he affected a lot of people in a positive way. That was good. That was yeah. good. That was nice. Thanks. <laughs> so see, you're, sad. <laughs> see, you're still young. You could get, like, a face tattoo for him now. Like, <laughs> no, I don't like, know about that. Come on, that's what everyone's <laughs> doing now. I keep seeing it on the internet. Uh, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on real quickly. Again, uh, anotherkindoftourism.com, on yeah. Facebook as well, on Twitter. You guys are pretty active all over the place. Instagram. Yeah, I think we, um, I'm trying to do the most with Instagram. That was, like, our big thing last week. I, I talked to Marcy about, like, you know those story highlights you can do? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I was, like, we were looking at other cities that have them and how to kind of model them. So, Marcy found this, like, really cool website, um, Canva, I think it is. I'm sure yeah, a lot yeah, of people Canva. know about yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah I'm familiar and, with that. And yeah. uh, she designed these icons, so, like, they all match now. So um, that's why we've kind of been going more aggressive with the highlights. But I also, the whole conference I was at last week is just talking about engagement and Mm. um, how what you do, the more you do, how you do it affects how many people are going to see your post when you're going to show up and explore pages and just reach different people, hashtags. Um, So, yeah, so I think we're the most active on Instagram (laughs) and trying to do our stories, but um, we try to do a little Twitter. That's good because Instagram is like, Working in a high school, the only thing that I feel like my kids use is like Snapchat and Instagram. Yeah, I will. They're Snapchat we need to do. That's like I think a whole nother ball game, it's, but it I, seems I, very complicated. It's a lot for me to jump into. I feel yeah. like I, you got time for a couple quick lightning round style questions for you? Yeah, I feel like I'm never good at these, but No, these are alright. <laughs> these are good. Alright, so a couple different ones since last time you were here. Uh Sarah Foster, give me one thing that makes you optimistic about the future. Could be anything. Hmm. I do feel optimistic, like, about the future yeah. in general, like, yeah. or, or my personal future. Sure. Yeah. We just bought a house, so you probably I feel did. good about that. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. I mean, that makes me, opti- like, feel good about, I guess, my relationship with James. <laughs> <laughs> we bought a house together, and uh, and I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. It's like tourism in terms of feeling optimistic. I, I feel that um, well, I guess there's do, just, like. Do you feel like we're trending in a good direction? Do you mean in general, uh, Nettie County? 
Oh, Oneida County, yes. Right. Not, <laughs> yeah. No, not the world in general. The, the, world. Whole, the world's going downhill. The but, county, uh, I feel we are in, We everyone should be optimistic. Yeah. And uh, this has just been, I'm approaching my eighth year at Oneida County wow. Tourism, Goes which fast. is really crazy. And um, things have changed so much since I've been there. I, I Again, I attribute a lot, I think I've said this before, to the comments. I think oh, yeah. that gave people mm-hmm. that like community vibe that, you know, they just like want to support mm-hmm. together. Um, I think the how travel is, how social media is, it really affects how people travel, but it's really helping um, people explore more. And mm-hmm. even just what, you know, we try to do locally, like we all, our main goal is to bring in visitors, but I love to promote within the county because I want people to know there's so much going on. So yeah, I'm definitely optimistic about that. Awesome. Not uh, a lightning, not a lightning response. Not, not, it's all right. <laughs> what was the first album you bought with your own money, purchased with your own money? <laughs> Probably Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, do you believe in ghosts? I do. Mm. Yeah. Are you religious? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, curious, I'm no. saying because you know, I'm sort of like not this really because I've saw in the show. I'm I'm like an atheist agnostic depending yeah. on the day or the moment, but. I do sort of still have, like, I believe that there's... I, I, I have a hard time saying I don't believe in ghosts, even though it kind of goes against my... Yeah. Like, no, so. I, well, I was raised Catholic, but I yeah, don't yeah. ever go to church except oh, uh, yeah. for a couple of holidays. And, oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, like most... But, yeah. like, yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I believe... I like to believe, I think, in like my own way in yeah. something. Some, but uh, I do believe in ghosts, yeah. Nice. Yeah. If you only could have one condiment for the rest of your life, what would it be? I think mustard because I don't mm. love mayo. No, mayo's gross. I don't like ketchup. No, ma- ketchup is actually grosser to me <laughs> than, than mayo. mayo. Yeah, yeah. I, something about ketchup. Like, I mean, like spicy mustard would be the only thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a brown mustard you're talking about? Yeah, I like both. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, I can get behind that. Well, those have been recent likes too. And I I mean, now I like like you salsa onions in there. And... Is salsa a condiment? Yeah, but I, I could do a hard pass on salsa. Really? Yeah. That's, that's I, mean, a hot, I don't mind That's it. kind of a hot take, I feel. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have weird taste. Uh, what's your most uncomfortable social situation? Uh, <laughs> being out? No. Just in general? Just no, it, it's so hard. Uh, anything confrontational. Oh. Like I a- don't... I. I'm the opposite of thriving when it's confrontational. <laughs> I panic. I get super anxious. Um, you know when you just feel like there's like a tension between somebody. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just don't like being out and having because I feel like it's so different. We used to go out all the time, and it was like you're trying to meet guys. You know, you're trying to socialize. You're trying to go out with your yeah. friends. You're trying to get drunk. Going out now is different, and like now it's like we're uh, like, oh, the music's too loud. I can't have a yes, conversation. Yes, no, it's true. But I hate when I see people, and uh, I don't hate when I see people. I hate when there's just a fake conversation, and it's like, why are we doing this fake? Like you don't, you haven't seen me. You don't. Yes. I know you don't care about yes. my life. Like that's fine. You don't have to. There's not enough room to care about every single person you've ever met in your life. But like, I just don't want to have the fake convo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm bad at it too. Actually, I was out. I, said, I told you before we uh, we went in the air. I ran. I went out to the bar on Saturday to my local pub. My yeah. local pub. Yep. <laughs> and I ran into a friend of mine there. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm always excited to see him. He's a good guy. But like, after, but I was also there to see somebody else. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, all right. I kind of gotta. 
kind of got to go because like yeah, I ran into the, yeah. talk to the person. I but. see the person I'm supposed to be here meeting, and they see me talking to you. I'm just gonna say hello and move away. Then I feel bad because I didn't see this person again. Yeah. So I think he he thinks I probably bailed on him. So That's, sorry, yeah. sorry about that. Then I was you can just I, shoot him a message. I and be was, like, sorry, we didn't get to chat. He doesn't listen to the show. It was Shamir. Sorry, Shamir. I wasn't trying oh, to dodge anything. Uh, sorry, buddy. I was I I was trying to meet somebody there. Um, all right. What was your dream job as a kid? Dream job as a kid. Uh, I think it was a marine biologist, which is funny. Someone just said this the other day. They were like, every girl, like, everyone wanted to be a marine biologist. Mm. And I did. But now I'm like, yeah. <laughs> now my dream job is literally, I like, travel. Um, like, I don't even like touching fish, like, when I'm cooking it. No, I know. We went, <laughs> oh, we went deep sea fishing in Maine. And, uh, I, yeah, it's a little bit weird. I mean, it's cool, but, like, they're a little bit creepy. <laughs> uh, you were talking about your blog, and you said you you took it apart for something else. Like, you took the writing away and used it for something else. I'll tell you the truth. I had a blog, too, growing up, and I definitely took the blog apart, and it became my unfinished novel. Oh. It still sticks somewhere else. Yeah. So. Well, no, I use it um, as, like, writing samples. Writing samples. But, like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. it still exists, but uh, I want to do another type of blog, but it's good. It's a whole whole other ball game. Blog boys. I love blog. I, yeah. I, I, was, I feel like I don't see... Is blog is blogging? Blogs are coming back. They're coming back. I yeah. Feel like it, so the people that I was with yesterday, yeah. uh, they are all basically on a free tour across upstate New York, and they're getting meals, accommodations, but they're giving us something in return. But it's um, we have to know like how many hits they get on their blog, how big their social media following is. But people like writing. I think. I mean, well, you can. You can coordinate it with Instagram and images, yeah, and when yeah. you get people that, it's, I, like, it's hard to find information sometimes. So. I get disappointed when I click on an article, and or I click on a news headline or something, and it's just a link to a video. I'm like, I was hoping there was going to be an article, and I don't I don't right. want to watch the video. I no, I know. I wanted to read it. No, right? it's, like it's nice to read. Well, yeah, so we've talked about the whole concept of like what we think could do, James and I, what could do well with the blog because we mm. went to Norway in May. Nice. And it was so hard to find information on mm. that country. It's like you go to Paris, you go to Italy, like, uh, you know, Barcelona, Amsterdam. Yeah, there's there's so there. much information. Norway, we, well, I'm not kidding. It took us three and a half months to plan our itinerary and like times where we were going to uh, Barnes & Noble or uh, Panera, posting up for hours yeah. and trying to do what we could and figure it out and so like some of the people that we were talking that i was talking with last week at this conference are like yeah we give super detailed itineraries mm. nice. um you can kind of walk a person like hold That's their hand good. through it and say this is how the transportation is this is what kind of money you're gonna spend like so mm. yeah i think blogging in a certain way is i don't know if it's making a comeback i think i don't know if it's well, gone away but i do think we sort of in the, in the grand scheme of social media and, like, content, I think we did sort of shift to, like, everyone wanted to make videos and, mm -hmm. like, video content all of a sudden. Yep. And that was a lot of it. And I think there's probably a middle ground somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and you can yeah. do a good variety. And you have people that are great bloggers who post amazing videos. But you need to give people, like, not everyone can watch a video when they're at work, but they video, can look at a picture, so. Video takes a lot more editing. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of content building time that comes with that. All right, last mm -hmm. question for you. This is an easy one. Give me uh we talked a little bit about the new Mac Miller album, but give me one book, album, movie, or show besides that that you're also reading listening to or watching over well, friends but uh well, that's right. yeah we talked friends yeah too, i yeah. just read this great book on vacation i can't remember the name of it <laughs> uh it no i don't remember the name of it but it was a really good book also a surprising ending um but i'm reading what's the uh dan brown not angels and demons not da vinci oh uh, uh inferno nope this is so oh uh, is it the newest one yeah Kev, yes it Kev, is what's the newest dan brown book 
No one remembers. The newest Dan Brown book you're reading. I love it. Well, yeah, and and actually, he apparently bought, in Maine, we saw his estate. He's bought, like, three different properties right next to each other and is trying to own, like, a peninsula. Did you ever get up to the Stephen King house there in, like, Bangor, Maine? He has, like, a house. Or it's, uh, like, it's all, like, haunted looking. No. It's, he doesn't actually live there, I don't think. I think it's just, like, the house that he's, he used to live really? in. Really? Like no, a, I haven't. I think it might have been Origin. That's Origin? Is. is that the yeah. one? All right. Origin by Dan Brown. I yeah, love it. I'm always, that's always my bad question. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're watching Friends right now. Smart. I don't... I don't okay, mm-hmm. so here's my... Have you, have you watched this the whole thing before? Do you know how it begins and ends? I uh, No. Oh, yeah, I don't I'll, know I'll, how I'll, it... I'll, I mean, I feel like I have an idea, but... Like, the whole time, I've, I've just been rooting for the um, Chandler and Monica to get together. And they, okay. then they finally did. But now, okay. we're in season four or five. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to wait then. I'll, okay. I, have a, I have a theory. I'll wait till you get gotten farther okay. along. Yeah, then we can uh, talk. <laughs> Sarah Foster, Director of Sales, United County Tourism. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Again. Four star Sarah Foster. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> tell uh, tell Hamas I said hello. I will. Are you playing fantasy football with him? Yes. Are you beating him? <laughs> did you see my tweet the other day? I did. Oh, my God. I swear to God. Like... I, that text was when I was in courting, and so, like, you know, we were always like, oh, text me when you wake up, and he, like, texted me to pick up a player, and then he's like, oh, good morning, by the way. I'm yeah. like, okay, hey, babe. <laughs> I like uh, that you've also stole the name Hamas and put it in your phone as that, and that's... Yeah, he's baby Hamas. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. It's great. Although now, uh, we've been calling him Jimmy. That Jimmy. started in Maine. My mom oh. was like, Jimmy. So, I've started Jimmy. saying that, but, yeah. Oh, he's got good. a ton of names. Jimmy. 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 All right. Well, his mom calls him that in a Spanish accent, so... Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm into that for sure. All that's right. Good. Sarah, thank you so much. We'll be back to the show in just a moment. throw this out here sometimes we talk about stories that like pop up during like new, when we're doing the show mm-hmm. so this just popped up at NPR Trump sets tariff on 200 billion dollars in imports from China it was from 636 p.m. so mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about it this week mm-hmm. but there you go it popped up during the show yeah, saying can... all week he was going to do it you people still don't believe him <laughs> so there you go uh, all right you guys ready for some history lessons no. well me neither cause... I speaking briefly of history did anybody see this week they were letting people into the Rutger Street mansions, like those classic really? mansions. I no. saw, um, I saw a friend of mine. Her and her boyfriend went on. I don't know how they got in. I don't know what it was, but they hmm. there was like twelve posts they put on Instagram of them going through the mansion, like all I the old furniture. Stuff. I that was so really mad. I saw it. and I was like, if I had known about this, I, I would have been the first one at the door. It was amazing. Hmm. So history, Rutger Park mansions, context, Fun. phrasing, history. hit them. I like it. All right, let's do it uh, on this day. 1793. 1793 is not bad. 1793. The Capitol Cornerstone is laid. On this day, 1793. Sorry, 1793. I said 1973. Nope, you said 1793. Good. George Washington lays the cornerstone to the U.S. Capitol building, the home of the legislative branch of the American government. It would take nearly a century to complete as architects came and went. The British set fire to it, and it was called into use during the Civil War. 
Uh, today, the Capitol building with its famous iron cast dome, an important collection of American art, mm-hmm. is part of the Capitol complex, which includes six congressional office buildings, three Library of Congress buildings, all developed in the 19th, 20th century. It is visited by three to five million people each year, has yeah. 540 rooms, and covers a ground yeah, acre. Capitol building, probably my favorite of the famous Washington, D.C. buildings, yeah. I think. Gee, I like cool. Capitol building Never a lot. Been. I've been mm-hmm. in it a couple of times. The last two years, we've taken the kids. We take the kids every year. So in the next, like, mm-hmm. if I stay at this job, I'll have gone, like, every year for, like, six years in a row. Mm-hmm. Kid capital. Yeah. It's, you know, say what you will about, like, politics stuff. And I get a little heated when I walk around and you see all, like, the, you know, the stuff that I don't agree with or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you try your best. But, like, if you get past all, you can get past all that when you start looking around at all the history and mm-hmm. just all the stuff that's there. It's really amazing. Well, I love really, yeah. really large scale, uh, especially the older the better architecture like that. Yeah. Just walking through yeah. these tremendously designed really buildings cool. and trying to put yourself in the mindset of when they were built. Trying to put yourself in the mindset yeah. of like the, the contractor, yeah. so to speak, job of like having this done and these domes and frescoes and pillars and all these different great things that you'll see. Uh, it's one of the, the coolest parts of the, the species and the culture at large. Hmm. All right. You ever been to Washington, Heather? No. Did you I like, drove through. I've never been. I've driven through as well. Driven I've never through. been. That's it, why I'm, oops, go ahead. One of these days we'll take a, when we all have free time, which will be never, we'll take a trip out there, because what's great about it is the museums are all free. Because Uticast all, road trip episode. Yeah, Uticast road trip to D.C. That. We'll go to, yeah, Mr. Femilaro goes to Washington. That's my new blog I'm working on. All right, let's go. Uh, 19, on this day, 1954, Lord of the Flies by William Golding is published in London. Uh, it was William Golding's first novel, although it was not a great success at the time selling fewer than 300 copies in the United States before going out of print. Soon went on to become a bestseller. It has been adapted twice in English into film uh, and once in Filipino. Uh, Stephen King, who is one of our favorite authors of all time, uh, he got the name Castle Rock from the fictional mountain fort of the same name in The Lord of the Flies and used the name to refer to a fictional town that has appeared in a number of novels. Uh, the book itself also appears in three of his novels. Matter of fact, Stephen King wrote an introduction for a new edition of Lord of the Flies in 2011 to mark the the centurion of William Golding's birth. So there you go. Have you ever read Lord of the Flies? Yes. In school? In school, yeah. I scared me. It was scary scary that a bunch of... That's some raw shit to read. For me being that young and reading that, I was Mm -hmm. was scary. I feel like it's one of those school books that everyone read that I kind of missed. The I'm only vaguely aware of like the ideas of the story. I don't know if I've ever sat down. We and didn't read it. read it. I read it when I was school it. age, but I didn't read it as a school book. Um, I think it was probably a little bit too extreme for school. But because I had heard about how like yo this book is crazy, I was a pretty voracious reader, and so I went and read it mm. anyway. And um, it was cool, but it's one of those books that kind of suffers, like many books and movies do, where like it's such a big part of you know the culture, and so many people discuss it that by the time you get to it, you already sort of know what you're getting into, yeah. so the impact is sense. lessened. You know what I mean? It's so graphic. It, it's true. <laughs> yeah, but I was reading like all sorts of stuff. Uh, matter of fact, Heather, the stance uh, on its already controversial subjects of human nature and individual welfare versus the common good, positioned at number sixty-eight. On the American Library Association's list of the 100 most frequently challenged books from 1900 to 1999. What was number one? I, know, I know. I'd have, to, I'd have to look I it wonder. up. All right. Let's move on. Uh, this one's much less uh, classic. On this day, 1983, uh, after original members Peter Chris and Ace Freely had departed the group. Boo. Uh, and even the Back to Basics creative triumph of their 1982 album Creatures of the Night failed to reignite their career. Uh, Gene Simmons of the band Kiss revealed uh, how they decided to take off their makeup for the first time and unmask 
You ever see them? Their unmasked video. I've seen them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Their eleventh studio album. It was called "Lick It Up," which has a song called "Lick It Up," which if you want to pull up on YouTube right now for me, you should do it because it's pretty good. We made the best and of it's it. Exactly what you think. It's exactly. It's really, it's really <laughs> terrible. Uh, there's a whole quote here from Gene Simmons that I don't even know if I care to read. One of the one of the most unnecessary and awful people probably around. Gene Simmons. I do not like Gene. Simmons. I got no rope for Gene Simmons whatsoever. So I remember working in the record store in the Sanger Town Square Mall for like four years. That was my high school in like high school job. At the record store. At the record store. FYE. It's the corporate record store. <laughs> All them records. All them records. Uh, anyhow, and I, you know, I would try and do the thing back then where you could like sort of put music on that you would like. You couldn't just take music out of the cassettes of the yeah. things and put them in the CD player. You had to take the CDs that FYE corporate would send you that had like mixes of songs mm-hmm. on it, right? Mm-hmm. But the closest you could do is you could choose the genre, right? So I'd always try and find genres I like and. I had a boss who would always like just crap on any kind of like music. Oh, this is like punk rock music. Oh, it's lame punk rock music, right? And I was like, what do you listen to? He's like, I listen to Kiss. And I was like, oh, I can't take you seriously anymore, bro. You're out here talking trash about what I listen to and you're out here like Detroit Rock City? Come on, dude. Come on. Yeah, no love. No love for Kiss. Uh, I do actually like the song Lick It Up because the video and the song are just so outrageous when you watch them in tandem that it's it's definitely worth a laugh. I think uh, Rock and Roll All Night is certainly a banger. I want to rock and roll all day. And I then uh, that song's a banger. And I, I actually like the aesthetic. I think it's really cool. They got the this whole paint. thing. Like, it's not for me, but it's awesome that at that time a band went full character and full image and everything like that. And I think that's really cool. But like I said, Gene Simmons is an insufferable person, and most of their music is wildly forgettable. So, I like, what? Yeah. What? Uh, all right, let's move on. On this day, 1999, we talk about this all the time. Goodfellas, directed by Martin Scorsese, uh, featuring Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Ray Liotta, is released. Uh, I thought it was... In when? 1990. I was going to say. 1990. I So I know we've talked about this before, and I don't want to get into a ton of stuff, but I thought it was interesting. I found the 1990 Variety Review of Goodfellas from when really? it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How so, was the review? It was good. They liked it. They liked, liked it, you know. Yeah, yeah. They didn't give reviews in the same way. Like, there wasn't, like, a... It didn't say, like, A-plus or star rating. It was just, like, a short, like, oh, okay. little write-up about the movie, right? Sure. So, just a couple things I thought were interesting in it, right? Like, um, simultaneously fascinating and repellent, Goodfellas is Martin Scorsese's colorful but dramatically unsatisfying in look, inside look at mafia life in 1955 through 1980. Oh. Commercial prospects from the overlong release appear relatively modest, and noisy bloodletting is likely to take place between war and critical camps. Uh, Scorsese's intent here is to show how a life of brutal crime could look compelling to an Irish uh, Irish Italian kid whose sordid upbringing hasn't prepared him for anything better is undercut by the off-putting, opaque characterization of Ray Liotta. <laughs> Sympathy is not the issue here. Empathy is. So people didn't, he didn't love all of this movie. I agree with every word that that person just said, though. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with every word that person said just about... Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll go see if there's anything else in here. Uh, they talk a little bit about Paul Sorvino. They seem to like him. Of course. Uh, so here you go. This was the last... I'll, we'll end on this. Uh, the film's style in the second half turns into a frenetic, feverish mimicry of the wasted-looking Leota's coked-up mental state. Uh, De Niro, who's in the process of sealing his own destruction by eliminating fellow participants in a big heist, goes along with the new economics of crime, and Leota winds up having to choose in a pinch between freedom and loyalty. 
One of the film's major flaws is that De Niro, with his menacing charm, always seems more interesting than Leota, but he hasn't given enough screen time to explore the relationship fully in his top-billed supporting role. 700 billion percent. So there you go. So you could cut Leota and make that just about Jimmy and Tommy, and I'm all the way better. All right, sorry. Uh, Goodfellas, one of my favorite movies of all time. I think Leota's good in it. I'm just saying. Ooh, Casino is better. I never seen Casino. I go back. I go back and forth. It's not. It's a, it's long. Like, it's like yeah. a Sunday afternoon where like you're not getting like, off the couch no movie. Like no when Kaz goes to college, or actually when Kaz is like 16, he's too cool to hang out yeah. at home anymore. Watch Casino, one of those. Like, yeah, watch. <laughs> Just watch. It's a good flick. It's a really good movie. They're both good movies. Uh, Kaz giving one of those kids is like, Mom, I'm 18. I'm moving to Alaska. To no, he's not. <laughs> he's gonna stay home with me forever. All those rocks and woods. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, again, we're gonna miss it because it's gonna air tonight as we're filming this. So. We won't know who won by the time it comes out next. The Emmys are tonight. I don't know if you guys knew this. It is the 70... Is, Emmys are with TV? Emmys are TV. Right? Yeah. 2018. Just... Oh, it must have been like the pre-Emmy show. Because it's like Keenan Thompson like won an Emmy last week for something. Which I thought yeah. was long Well, deserved. so what they do now for the Emmys is they have like different categories of the... Well, here, right. well I'll get sure. into it because I have a little thing here. So this is actually the 70th... The 70th primetime Emmys is tonight. Uh, the first Emmys took place in January 25th, 1949, uh, but solely to honor shows produced and aired locally in Los Angeles. Mm. Uh, it didn't become a national thing until, I want to say, the 1950s. Um, and they had different sections. So there was like the Emmys was the West Coast, and then there was a different organization called uh, the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences, which was just on the East Coast, right? So they had different things, right? Uh, originally, there was only one Emmy ceremony held per year to honor shows uh, broadcast nationally. In 1974, the daytime Emmys happened, so like daytime shows, soap operas could have their own Emmy show, mm-hmm. and that's sort of gone into other area-specific Emmy ceremonies, like as the years have gone on. So, like nowadays, a lot of like the writing Emmys and a lot of like the smaller, like the ones they don't want to put in the big show, get pushed on to these smaller mm-hmm. award shows. Yeah. So, uh, I have. I'm going to try a little game with you guys for the rest of this Emmys here segment because we're not going to do a whole Emmys thing like I've done in the past. Mm-hmm. I have the lists for Outstanding Drama Series and Outstanding Comedy Series. I'm going to assume that you guys have not seen these lists. No. no. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to see if you guys can guess the shows that are up for Best Drama Series and Best Comedy Series. How many year. are in each category? One, two, three, four, five. Six. There are seven in drama and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in comedy. Handmaid's Tale, Game of Thrones. Yep, those two are on there. Those are drama. What about the one on CW with that girl in the singing? Singing? I can't believe I don't know the... the it's, I'm no drawing a blank on it. Jane the Virgin? No, just keep going. I, right. I, um, Better Call Saul. No, no Better Call Saul. Robbed. Yeah. Um, Modern Family on there? No, no Modern Family. I thought that would be on there too. Who was the comedy is one of the categories we're talking comedy, about Comedy, yeah. uh, Blackish. Blackish, yep, that's on there. Um, the Good Place. No, no Good Place. Oh, I like that show. I do like so that show. Same. Um, I think I, like I know a bunch of them. It's going to take a minute. My, uh, I will be silent for HBO. three minutes while I swim through my head, and I bet I can get all of them. Curb. Oh yeah, Curb's on there. Curb. Curb. There's another HBO show on there. Insecure. Silicon Valley's on there. Yep. Insecure. No, no Insecure. Uh, Is that still a thing? No, Veep's not up this year. I think they didn't have a seat. Probably not. What about Westworld? West, yeah, Westworld is up for it. Weirdly, is up for it. That's a good point. No, no Netflix ones are on. No, there's some Netflix stuff you guys are not. Stranger Things, Stranger Things, yep. Stranger Things. Glow has to be on there. Was it? Glow on there. Glow was definitely on there. Bojack. 
No, I wish. That'd be crime. great. It's a crime. crime, yeah. Is that new season out? I think it is. It I might I heard out. somebody talk about that the other day. Yes, uh, that's pretty good. You guys did a good job. You guys want to hear what you missed? I'm going to be so mad. I know, because there's one I, I have oh, on the um, my tongue. I can't. This is us? Yeah, this is us. This good is call. Us. They be go. loving. They be loving. This is Lost us. Lost in Space was that on there? Because that was really no. good. There's a couple that I'm. Uh, there's a few that I'm not surprised. That's really good. The ones good. that you guys are they missed. Still doing like Big Bang Theory and shit. No, no, no. Okay. The ones you guys missed, I think, are the ones that a lot of people would not have gotten. So you didn't get the Americans. Mm. Oh, that's a show people really yep, seem to that's like. Good. Yeah. Uh, the Crown was the other drama series you guys didn't I tried get. To watch okay, that. I've heard about that. Yeah. I tried. And then for comedy series, you guys missed Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah, Atlanta. Uh, Barry, which I'm not surprised you guys didn't. I, I liked Barry. Yeah, you're I think with Barry. I think Barry's a great show, but the marvelous Miss Maisel, which everyone says is excellent, yeah, and I just yeah, never I, watched I, it. I get a lot of previews for that. What's that like Amazon? Amazon. I get a lot of previews because I use a yeah. Fire Stick for my TV mm-hmm. in my bedroom, and I get a lot of Miss Maisel previews. And then last but not least, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh yeah, oh, I like the first season. I like it. I, I watched the yeah. first season. I enjoyed it a lot. Like I don't have an opinion. Yeah. Because I never watched any of the seasons after that. I just haven't. There's so many shows. Mm. So many shows. That was pretty good. That was an alright segment. Guessing hey, the games. If anybody out there who so listens bad. to the show is watching Mayans on um, FX, oh. let me know how it is. If you what have is an it? opinion, Mayans. Mayans. The Sons of Anarchy spinoff. If anybody's got a take or an opinion, uh, tweet it to me. I'll see it. So I'm Crazy Ex Girlfriend should be on there. That's the one I was thinking. I've about. heard that show. That is show great. is great. I've heard that's one of those yeah, shows yeah, yeah. that is great but suffers from a terrible name. Much yeah. like that. Do you remember that show? Don't trust the bee in apartment. I would have. I wanted to watch. Kristen Renner. Apparently, that show is amazing too. My girl. But people don't watch it. Just Crazy Ex Girlfriend is awesome. She. That's awesome. Okay. Watch it. So that was a pretty easy history lessons that transitioned yeah. into some pop culture stuff. All right, thanks. let's. Huh, was it? No, no, thanks. No, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so let's move through some outrageous news from this week that I didn't feel like covering. So uh, the Texas Board of Education this week, oh man. Held a very special vote. Uh, voted this week to revise its curriculum. Uh, <laughs> Hillary Clinton and Helen Keller have been taken out of uh, Texas classroom textbooks. What? But Moses gets to stay in. Wait, Helen Keller was... Yeah, so here we go. Texas board uh, raised eyebrows in recent days after the Dallas Morning News reported a vote to ta- uh, it took on Friday to streamline social studies curriculum in public schools. Board took a preliminary vote to make a number of changes to the curriculum, including scrapping mentions of Hillary Clinton and Helen Keller from sections on citizenship and removing uh, and the phrase referring to optimism of the many immigrants who sought a better life in America. They also voted to reinsert references to Judeo-Christian law, Moses' influence on the writing of the U.S. Uh, founding documents, and the reference to the heroism of the Alamo defenders. So there you go. Uh, I'm I think some people don't know that like different school boards and different school districts can like have like can choose specifically yeah. Texas. I mean, you probably know about this from like your ed- your education uh, schooling that you're doing and everything, but Texas sort of sets the tone for education books for the whole country because they're the largest uh, textbook market that's out there. And so when you learn a lot about like, public policy and yeah. like, supply chain stuff, they are sort of the forefront for like dictate what happens to a lot of the other textbooks that kids use in primary school, middle school, and high school. And you know, it's crazy. Hopefully Texas keeps moving towards purple because yeah. like, these maniacs can't sure. be writing the books. Oh, oh my God! Vote, vote! All of our listeners in Texas, Beto for Senate. Send, Beto, send ten bucks if you got it. 
All right, uh, a couple other. This is, I guess, these are, you can call this entertainment news. I suppose uh, Paul McCartney earned his first number one album. Yeah, Paul's been everywhere. Yeah, I know 30, I've been on everything. Yeah, thirty six years. Pushing that new album. Yeah, Egypt Station, his first number one album. In What's 30, it called? Egypt Station. That's a cool name. Yeah, uh, his first debut at number one uh, since 1982's album Tug of War. What was uh, that album that you liked a lot? That guy, I remember oh, getting into it. It had, the, it had like the pink and black cover with the chair in like 2008. It has a song Dance Tonight on it, and it has the song um, Ever Present Past. Memory Almost Memory Full. Memory Almost Full. It's a really That's good a album. great album. Yeah, I like that album. Wait, what were the two songs? There was one song I really liked off that. It was like an instrumental. Yes. And it was super cool. Like 222. Yeah. 222. That was the name of it. That's yep. I'm going to listen to that. It's a good album. I'm going to go. I'm literally going to yeah. put that on Spotify playlist right now do so it. I don't do forget. It. Uh, I I'm actually. Gonna. Let's just do it. Yeah, McCartney yeah. has been all over the place. There's, uh, He was on a G. He did a really a good GQ. A lot of content video. on YouTube. Yeah, a lot of GQ stuff. He did a Mark Maron interview Jimmy for an hour. Huh? Yeah. Jimmy Jimmy yeah. Uh, you know, really he, fascinating guy. You know, you, you think how he looks great for being like in his 80s, right? He really he looks great. Uh, all right, so yeah, I haven't listened to Egypt Station. I probably will. I've listened to most of his solo stuff, including Flaming Pie, which is like a weird 90s solo project he did that's actually very good. So check that one out, too. Uh, all right, so this is... I don't really have more than this. I just saw it this morning. I thought it was interesting. You know John Legend's wife? Yeah, what, she's great. What's her name? Chrissy Teigen. What is it? Is it Chrissy Teigen? Chrissy Teigen? Yeah. Apparently, for years, we've been saying it wrong. She's claims yesterday, and her mother confirms it's actually... Tigan. Her oh. name is Chrissy Tigan. Sorry, Chrissy. And she was on Twitter basically saying that, like, people just called her Tegan for so long that she just, like, doesn't, like, correct people anymore, right? And I've seen that actually happen before. Like, when I used to work in restaurants, like, dudes, like, Spanish dudes, if, like, they would just go with, like, the name that someone called them. Like, no, no just call me. That's what people know me as. We've, right? got, a, we've got a good friend who does that, who puts up with a, a constant mispronunciation of his own last name, um, even though his family says otherwise. Nick Vasali. Yeah. Vasily. The, the fam, no, the family says uh, Vasali. Vasali. Vasali, yeah. Well, because apparently it's the Italian pronunciation. I never knew that. But his mom and grandmother always said it. Well, it's like Heather's last name. I can't say it right. Every time I think I say Not it right, it's so okay. easy. Waslewski. Waslewski. Yeah. I used to say my maiden name's Janicki, and they'd always say Janicki, so I just Janicki. Got used to I would it. say Janicki. I know. That's I'm what I would say if I saw it. Done. I, that's what I used to think too. Heather Janicki. No. It just makes me think of Greece. Yeah. Because of Kanicki? A hickey oh, from Janicki. A hickey from Janicki. Um. So, I, I don't even know if we could call this news. Did you guys see they're making uh, the Star is Born movie they're making with Lady Gaga and... It's supposed yes, to be amazing. It's supposed to be absolutely amazing. I'm not, knock, I'm not knocking it. I just think it's interesting. This movie... Do you know this movie's been made four different times? This is the fourth version of this movie they've really made. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. There was a version... Uh, there were three different versions. Uh, Judy Garland was in one. Barbara Streisand was in one. And then back in the day, Janet Gaynor was in one. The first two were about actresses. Mm. Uh, the last two have been about musicians... I've heard it's good. I don't really have any other takes on it, but it's word, been getting the, great the early word about this yeah. movie is this is like a it's gonna be like a modern day classic. Like I mm -hmm. heard this is supposed to be an accident, probably like not that Bradley Cooper needs the help and Lady Gaga needs more help, but still not all the help, but like career making style movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah, highlights of careers coming is what I'm hearing. I saw a trailer for it not too long ago. I think it looked really interesting. So good for them, it. I suppose. Um, I'll talk about it. I might not watch it. Depends when it comes to streaming. There's a lot of movies, a lot of shows, a lot of things. I'd like to watch it, ideally. There's a big new iPhone thing this week as well. We're not really going to cover it. Do you have any thoughts about the new iPhones? They seem nice. 
All right, uh, my husband wants to get What's it, it been? Like five months since the last one came out? What's it cost? $1,200? It does. It come with very... usable accessories that you can buy in an aftermarket? Probably not. I don't know. The iPhone, it's back, everybody. And my husband's Woo. excited about it, but I didn't really ask why because I'm, I feel like what more could they do to this one? I always like to ask why because you, and your think... husband your husband is like tech-oriented, he's a programmer, he does all these different things, so he might have a good answer, Yeah. but I find that a lot of folks <laughs> do not have a good answer. I don't know. That's... They're like, well, did you see the commercial with Feist? And it's like, No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was a blast from the past for you. I sound like Feist. Uh, so, we were going to close on this segment, but I feel like we're not going to do it. It was uh, 17 ridiculous things waiters were left as tips instead of money as guys who've been in the industry. We won't dig through it. What's the weirdest thing you've ever gotten as a tip, Kevin? I've never gotten anything besides, like, you get, every once in a while you'll get, like, a, one of the little, like, you get some Bible literature. Or Prayer card. Yeah, stuff. that was that, on here. That kind of thing. But I've never gotten anything truly outrageous as a tip. No, I, don't I only feel got like. money and phone numbers. Phone numbers. That's what you will... Yeah. I got a lot of, yeah, when phone I numbers. When I college, I got phone numbers. Phone numbers. I feel like as a girl, you probably got a lot more phone <laughs> yeah. numbers. I got probably like five or six through my entire like waiting career. So, a couple of the heavy hitters in this list, I saw arcade tokens, uh, play money. Um, somebody just wrote the shrug emoji on the tip line, which is actually, <laughs> which is such a power move. You can only, you can only be so mad if that happens. Like, so good. If I went back and I went, I'm back at the computer and I'm going to ring my tip, but I opened the check presenter and somebody's just written the little shrug emoji in there with no tip. I'm like, <laughs> That, that's, uh. the, that's the winner. Uh, I can't find anything better than that. Uh, yeah, shrug emoji. That's the only way you can go. Uh, and then just, I have something we're going to close out with, the Millennial Report. Just two quick, obvious things I, I saw. One, a report came out this week that said two million teens are vaping marijuana out of their jewel pens, which is one in 11 teenagers, to which I say, yeah, no doy. Like, all these parents were like, oh, these kids are jeweling. It's like, yeah, do you think they're just doing tobacco? Because that's not what most of these people who are vaping are doing, I feel like. From what do they need to even have vape? Do they need to even have them? <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I, it's, it's probably better than a pack of Marlboros, I suppose. Um, yeah, I, why, I mean, why are these people surprised? I mean, why are they surprised? I don't know. Teens continue to smoke pot for a record 200 <laughs> decade in a row. Like... <laughs> Yeah, the teens are still smoking pot, everybody. You know what's crazy, too, is the generations turn over. It's like, especially like when we were growing up, you know, a lot of our parents are baby boomers who lived through the 60s and shit like that. Like, all oh, these teens smoking pot. It's like, you you were 16 years old in 1965. How dare you? <laughs> Go to Reddit. Like, Go to Reddit. I'm so surprised. I can't yeah. believe it. Go to old school cool on Reddit and look at all the pictures of people's parents. That's with a like, sub. Yeah, it's a good subreddit. And then last but not least, I thought this was really funny. There's a real sign that the future's upon us. Uh, last year, uh, 200 certified divorce proceedings claimed that Fortnite was partially responsible for their divorces. I'm like people guess that was a video game. Fortnite yeah. is the most popular video game in America right you know, now. I can believe that because my husband plays Pokemon and that drives me insane. Okay, so I was gonna ask you, All would you time. say that is there something you would do that if like Zach put it on like your theoretical divorce paper, you're like, Oh yeah, I had to two hundred hours I had her talking about friends. I don't know, like what what's the one thing that they could get you for? Zach could get me for it? Yeah, Zach could get you oh, for probably it. probably just ripping his head off every time he walks through the door about something. Oh. <laughs> See, I was going to say, like, I've put I in... I can't think what I do, though. Well, I watch really bad TV. I mean, he hates what I watch so, on TV. Okay. Like, he so, yeah, okay. hates my, what I watch. What's the worst show that he, you make him watch that he hates oh, the most? Oh, yes, I can't even tell you guys. Yeah, you so can. Hell, oh, yeah, you, you can. Tell us. Come on. I'm watching this one of these Tyler Perry, like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and... Like one of those dramas. So, I don't know, they're really, really bad, but I really like really bad television. I'm 
there, so he there gets is very some upset very bad, about it. He, there's some very bad television about it, I suppose. He hates it. I think mm. that if he, if he was to divorce me for something I do, it would be that for there sure. There we would be watching the... If so you, what's the best petty divorce reason we can come up yeah, with then? Pretty yeah, much. yeah, if you had gotten married somewhere along the way, Kev, what do you think <laughs> is something that you would have gotten hit for spending too much time doing on the divorce papers? Oh, man, spending too much time doing on the divorce papers. Um, <laughs> I just like time away. Time. I, I feel like yeah, I would solo just be private like, time. <laughs> all right, wife, well, it's been nice to see you. I'll see you again in another other week just being too they're kind of removed and independent and floating around. I was definitely. I can see that. I was yeah. gonna say. I feel like for me, it's really easy. I've put at least like twelve hundred hours of my life into Fallout. Like somewhere, see, that's always somewhere. Sometimes I'm glad that I never started playing video games because I could see where in a different world, if I was somebody who played video games, I could see where that could end up being a huge time sink. And I've got plenty. I don't need any more. Um, but I can imagine because I've seen you play Fallout, and even like as somebody who doesn't play games at all, I watch that world, and it's so immersive that I'm like, oh, I see how you could put three hundred hours into this easily. You, I'll tell you the truth though. We, we're skipping over an obvious one. We played in bands for a long time. If we had continued playing music, very easy would be too much into their music career. We would have got divorced also, many also, times. Also fair. You know, there's no question <laughs> yeah. because even if I had, <laughs> yeah. if I had like a good friend of the podcast, uh, Steve Anderson, has got like full studio capabilities in his home. It's true. And one of the things that stopped me from really buying into having that on my own is yeah. I feel like it would maybe take all my time because I would just be sitting there with headphones on tinkering with yeah, fucking no girl with, wants that. with tracks no and girl. shit. I mean, we don't probably don't want their hobbies that. either, but I want a girl who loves me for me. So yeah, if you well, don't we like me with the time with you, we don't want to And you're you. more than welcome to. You're more than welcome to. Tell me what I tell me what you think I should do with the bridge and maybe we can have some equal hobbies. <laughs> tell me how I'm panning the guitar tracks. Take it tell me what you think about Yeah, see? Take it in the bridge. All right, guys. Yeah, it's uh, my fault, our fault though. That's it. That's all I got for you guys sure. this week. Uh, we still didn't talk about uh, anxiety culture or electric scooters. That's all right. We'll get we'll do a big anxiety culture anytime. Um do you want uh we're getting inching closer and closer to Halloween. Do you want a spooky movie semi-recommendation? Yeah, what do you got Ooh. for me? So I watched uh, Ouija, Origin of oh, Evil, a couple that. nights ago. So the first one was widely panned as being horrible. Ouija, yeah. Origin of Evil, I guess, is a prequel. But it's supposed to be really, really good. I remember people going nuts over it, like critics and people on the internet being like, I can't believe this movie is actually good because the first one was so bad. Um, if you watch a lot of horror movies, you're not going to see anything new. Mm. I'll say that for sure. Mm. But they did a really nice job with it. It's on HBO now on streaming. So if you're looking for like just something moderately spooky to sort of chew mm. on while you, you know, three quarters to four fifths watch, I recommend it. I haven't watched anything too spooky, but it's always Twilight Zone season as the summer starts to fade away. So watch a nice little spooky Twilight Zone for you. A little, little pick me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. That's it, folks. Uh, Barks and Brews again this Sunday, 23rd, 12 4. MadeNudity.com for more details. Come on down, Handshake City. Come on down, bring your pups. Uh, that's it. All si- pups. Sayonara, humanoids. Keep it tight. Woodstock lives. We will catch you next week. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Keep it tight. Oh, yes. Oh, yes.